This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you, good morning, and sunny El Paso. It's very true this week. A lot of sunshine in the forecast. We're going to look at the uh, Golfers Weekend forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Well, speaking of golfers, the PGA Championship begins today. It's being held at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. And Tiger was warming up yesterday, so this is this is a tournament Tiger's going to play in. How excited are you? Last year, the PGA Championship was won by Phil Mickelson, who was 51 years old. Older than Tiger by a few years, so... Yeah, very excited. I got I I got some friends that like work hospitality tents or work the merchandise pavilion. It's not like a merch booth. Cool it's that? a merchandise pavilion where you can buy PGA stuff, and it's as big as like a small town Comic Con. <laughs> I mean, it's it's big. Does Oklahoma have like an, a lot of golf courses or nice ones? They've definitely they've got some nice ones. They don't have a regular scheduled PGA Tour event, so okay. every now and then the U.S. Open might fall uh, at Southern Hills. Southern Hills is kind of the premier golf course in Oklahoma, and they might have a U.S. Open. They might have PGA Championship there, but let's do that weather for you. Take a look at El Paso uh, weather. The golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com. Sunny today, 96 for the high temperature, and winds are going to be between 5 and 10 miles an hour. It looks like we got all sunshine. There might be a blip of rain, but that's not until uh, early part of next week. So let's say for the weekend, we're not looking for any rain. Friday, 93 for the high temperature, a little on the windy side with winds uh, blowing at about 15 to 20 miles an hour most of the day on Friday. We're going to keep it in the uh, mid-90s for Saturday, 93 for the high temperature. Winds will be lighter. And on Sunday, mostly sunny again. No rain in the forecast on Sunday, 88 for the high temperature. A little cooler. So that's the way the weekend is shaping up. And the next weekend is going to be the Memorial Day weekend. We're almost to Memorial Day, guys. we got a lot coming up on the show today that we would love to tell you about. We've got FMLs, F My Life's. Ooh, and, those are uh, always fun. Everybody should have their assignment page by now. <laughs> Did you email that at Thomas Chance? No, I printed it. There should be a printout for you. Maybe I have yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I held on to yours, Nico. Because I know it's like your mom with your passport. I need to hold on to yours until, until you actually needed it. Did you get your passport from your mom? Uh, not yet. How about that thing we talked about? I'll get it today. You're going to get it today. Yeah. Okay. How will you go to the Miss Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that. Rhymes with Manibus? Manibus, Manibus Miss Spencer. Uh, good morning, Joanna. Good morning. 
Joanna, do you want to tell us what's coming up at Entertainment News today? Run down some entertainment headlines for us. Sure. Lance Bass has deleted his TikTok video that's reenacting part of Amber Heard's testimony <gasps> with many of him calling him out for saying that he, for mocking the abuse that Heard allegedly suffered at the hands of her ex-husband Johnny Depp. But it also created a huge conversation over, well, everybody's doing it. Why is Lance Bass the one getting all the backlash well, over Well, if everybody it? went and jumped off a cliff, would you go do it just because everybody was doing it? That's how my mom would have said it. Is it funny? <laughs> it's kind of funny. What if she's telling the truth, though, and then you're just making fun of a domestic abuse victim? Well, I don't right, think anybody's making fun of the victims. I think people are making fun of the whole situation. I think people are making fun of like how she's crying but not crying. Like they showing her scrunching her face, but not right. having any tears. There's a lot Maybe of that's TikTok how she cries. videos. A, lo- so a lot of many. people are talking about how when there's an objection being made, what and she's in the middle of testimony, that her face will go from emotion to blank when there's like an objection or like she just drops the act. She, yes, Is that what's implied. And then the, the second they go overruled or sustained, it it turns back on. You know, I think a big part of this for me is I'm reading it. Reading about it, not watching it so much, so you know, uh, maybe I don't pick up on the visuals. Well, the audience I'm, is the jury. I mean, it's not us. It's not the. It's not the attorneys. It's not the judge. It's the jury. That's the most important thing. The jury, who many are already saying they have stopped looking at Amber Heard. Like uh, they just can't look at her they anymore. They just don't look at her anymore. Also, did you know there were like rumors that Johnny Depp is dating his attorney? Uh, that's been going Camille on. Camille Vasquez? Uh, it, it's been going on since last week. I gotta, really? I got to yeah. tell you. I barely like, stumbled across that. On TikTok, people have been show- doing a lot the, of things. I will tell you, they look good together. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently no. Apparently, it's just a rumor. There's, there's okay, nothing. but they do look good together. They're both attractive people, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, but had, would that be like... We had a few calls already that... It, you know, the, the gist of it was Johnny Depp's female attorney can get it. <laughs> it being justice, I assume. Uh-huh, right. Um, like, like last week they were saying, uh, oh, look how close they are. Like, they're, they're next to each other. But it's his attorney. It's his attorney, one. And he, he needs a female attorney to uh, question Amber Heard. As we heard yesterday. Right. Yeah. It looked they, like a bully. She got they really rough. did a if good it, job. If it was a male lawyer, it, the jury would think this man is bullying this poor woman while she's crying. Mm-hmm. And they're not saying that because it's this young woman who may be younger than, than Amber Heard, for all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot a, of salacious details yesterday. I don't know. Did you keep up with the testimony from yesterday? Probably not 100%. So what do you got? Uh, she had a lot of her... She had her sister come on. A makeup artist. I saw part Makeup of that. artist. Uh, people who said that they saw... Uh, Johnny Depp being violent with her. Then they did reveal picture. They showed pictures yesterday of some bruising around her face and some some. I guess they looked like black eyes. I couldn't tell if it was makeup or her makeup artist was saying that she had done some work to conceal bruises and maybe a a, a fat lip or a split lip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's almost like oh, we thought Johnny Depp was a mute. Not we, but the public. Right. Johnny Depp was amusing, and he kind of charmed us during his part of the thing. So we feel like it's okay to make fun of uh, Amber when she gets on the stand. Well, I think she's like collectively, not a, she's not cool. a sympathetic uh, character. She's not, you know, 
it, it's hard to feel it, it's hard to feel sympathy for her when she uh, had all this testimony from Johnny Depp's lawyers that she was the one who would hit. He'd try and walk away. She'd follow and also they had try and make it psychologists physical. say that she was had a histrionic uh, personality disorder, borderline personality disorder. Um, and that she was going to act a certain way. And people are saying, well, the way she's acting on the stand right now is exactly how the professionals said she was going to act. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, the story was Lance Bass but had poor to... Lance Bass be- people are also saying things like, oh, her recollection of the her attacks are so detailed that a lot of attack survivors are saying, when you, oh, she's also claiming PTSD. And a lot of people are saying when you claim PTSD or attacks, you don't get full detailed memory or versions of these things that you get only snippets. Okay. But can we agree? Probably in this relationship, Johnny Depp wasn't perfect either. Right. Sure, that's not the point of the case. That's not, I don't think, what the trial's about. The case isn't about any of that. It's whether about he was perfect an op-ed. or not. Yeah. It's whether <laughs> she, she defamed wrote. him by, by writing She doesn't the op-ed. even mention him. She mentions nobody in that op-ed. She talks about being a survivor of uh, <laughs> abuse in the op-ed, but she doesn't mention Johnny Depp. And Joanna's right. She doesn't mention anybody. She doesn't, she doesn't mention, mention anybody. anybody by name. And Johnny's suing over $50 because I guess he thinks, and he's probably right, everybody assumed, oh, you were talking about the guy you just got divorced from in a really messy divorce. Right. Um, so back on the stand today, maybe more Amber Heard or maybe more uh, witnesses for Amber Heard. They said they might put Johnny Depp back on the stand to redirect redirect our attention away from whatever else we were looking at because nobody everybody well, wants to watch Johnny Depp sure what, so what? that he can Re- dazzle the jury one more time Re- redirect the entertainment value of this trial get Johnny Depp up there uh, it appears it could hold some amount of cocaine <laughs> well you know what at this point it's it's maybe people are just kind of sick of of us talking oh, about for it sure I I'm sick of seeing it right and but I'm a poor Lance Bass mm. over here. <laughs> uh, Nico, news headlines. What are we looking at uh, when we're dealing with the news today? I think my dog might be a golden retriever mm-hmm. and not okay. the Cocker that is, Spaniel. That is not a, uh, what Hard we would consider a news right story. There. Really? How is that good Probably boy? Probably not. Uh, he's a real good boy right now. He, uh, he is just the best dog in the world. He Nico sit- can't take a hint to bring the dog. He sits on his butt and then like just lays back on me and watches TV with me. Uh-huh. And that's how we sit together all night long. Any other news stories? Oh, yeah. It turns out the first case of monkeypox in the United States has arrived. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health and the CDC confirmed the first known case of monkeypox in the U.S. this Tuesday. The first known case ever in history? or like In the, the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. A Massachusetts man with the virus recently traveled to Canada uh, health officials say he's hospitalized, but in good condition. Uh, monkeypox is very rare. Uh, it's been detected in the UK before, but... Uh, Did it start with that uh, Cheeto lady at the El Paso Zoo? <laughs> is that how it made the crossover into no, trans-species but- crossover? <laughs> I saw her uh, testimony or her, her clip in like all my news articles yesterday all my news oh, the, the national it. news has picked up the uh, yeah. el paso zoo Buzz cheeto was so lady excited because it was in our prep <laughs> oh yeah and it, all it's hit the el paso's hit the big time when it's in our prep <laughs> <laughs> and all that it really shows it, all the t- headlines were uh woman who feeds monkeys says she didn't do anything wrong like that's the big story is that she's not uh uh-huh. they're, they're they're burying the lead yeah. the lead is she 
hopped over the enclosure and got into the enclosure and fed them flaming hot Cheetos. No, regular Cheetos. It was regular Cheetos. If, they, plot if it was regular Cheetos, then when she did the interview with her lawyer, why did they they uh, bring no, a big bag of flaming hot Cheetos? A huge bag of hot Fla- of flaming hot Cheetos. This is you can brand check extension? out that interview over at KLQ.com. I have a great right. article. on Joanne it. had put up an article about this, and it includes that uh, interview that our news partners at KVIA Seven did. And it, the reporter even asks, "Is like um, you, you, you say you did." Why did you bring a bag of flaming hot Cheetos if you're saying you didn't give the monkey flaming uh, hot Cheetos? You know, it just looks good. Yeah. One uh, Cheeto wasn't going to kill them. <laughs> that was another part of it. The, they were excited. I think her law. I think her lawyer said that one Cheeto. Yeah, wasn't the monkey was fine. Everybody was fine. Nobody did anything. <laughs> All right, we've got a lot coming up today. We're going to be completely full. Ice wars. It. They're putting together uh, a combat sport. Do you like hockey fights? I do. Do you wish they were not encumbered by? Boring hockey games. I yes. Ice Wars is going to be hockey fights. Just two big Perfect. bruisers on skates. No sticks. No pucks. The best no part net. of hockey. Right. It would be like if they somebody made a NASCAR event that consisted of nothing but the crashes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be a big big hit. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to talk Ice Wars, the newest combat sport. Ice Wars! The premiere Ice Wars is going to be this Saturday, and you can watch it on Fight TV on pay-per-view. From the same people who brought you what, Buzz? Extreme Pillow Fights. Oh, hell yeah! And Triad Combat. And Triad Combat. It's hockey without any hockey. Just if you took everything out except the fights. (laughs) And Kato Kalen is involved somehow, so he's going to be in on this interview. Also... Uh, veteran of the NHL and a silver medalist uh, at the Lillehammer Winter Games, Chris Therrien, is also going to be on. Former NHLer for twelve seasons, and I guess he's Chris Therrien is fighting on this card on Saturday. So, all right. After reporting last week that Tommy G- Gonzalez, El Paso City manager, was in list of finalists for the same job in Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard that city council voted to uh, extend his contract through 2029, and we thought that's where it was going to end. But and essentially, they were giving him a, uh, a, a the ability for a salary bump to $450,000. Okay. But hold on, because Mayor Oscar Leeser has vetoed the city manager's contract. That's right. Uh, Leeser, in a meeting yesterday and after releasing a press release, said... At the end of 2029, what will be the final payout to the community? What will be his final payout? We need to know if we're going to vote on a contract. Um, so he he vetoed the cont- contract extension for Tommy Gonzalez, the city manager, after Tommy Gonzalez had already withdrawn his name from a consideration for another job in Frisco, Texas. Yeah. These are the following reasons that uh, Oscar Leeser gave. He said, the city manager has a current contract that was renewed in 2019 and is not set to expire until 2024. It's 2022, and therefore, it's premature to amend or renew his contract. Also, extending and enhancing any current That happens, though. Contracts get renegotiated in the middle of contracts all the time. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's not unusual. Well, he's saying um, also uh, by extending or enhancing any current contract at a time when our constituents are facing increased living costs as well as increased property valuations is neither prudent nor warranted. As a governmental body, we should be tightening our belts, not committing to spending unnecessarily or enhancing current contracts. The time will come, as stated in his current contract, when it's appropriate to renegotiate the city manager. But the time is not now. And then third, he said, I requested but was advised that we were not able to predict an estimate for the economic impact to the city of these proposed amendments through 2029. That makes me wonder if Tommy Gonzalez is going to call up Frisco and say, hey, is it too late to be considered for that position? Because it sounds like when they made him this uh, extension offer he they were he trying to lock of, him in yeah they're trying to lock him in and not go to frisco but it sounds like oscar leaser doesn't want us committed to spending money on on this position uh until it expires in 2024 yeah. All right but like i say contracts get renegotiated while the contract while the original contract is still in force cuz you're trying to lock him in all, right yeah, yeah all the time for the, a lot of the same reasons I don't know. It sounds like everybody on city council uh, who voted for the uh, contract extension had good things to say. It even sounds like people who voted against the contract extension had pretty good things to say about Tommy Gonzalez. I know there are certain quarters of the city that he's not super popular in. Uh, He's kind of the bad guy for some people who who don't like seeing the downtown area divvied up uh, and developed. You know, he seems like uh, it seems like a lot of people. The beef they have with Tommy Gonzalez is he he he's like a rubber stamp for these moneyed moneyed interests. Yeah, and that's I think that's what uh, Tommy Gonzalez's defenders would say. Oh, you, you mean pro business? Yeah, he's pro business. Well, the only way to override uh, the mayor's veto is with a supermajority of city council votes. That would require uh, six yeses. So they're not sure if they could do that. All right, I'm going to uh, lay out a game here for you. We're all going to play, and uh, whichever one gets the biggest groan or cringe is going to be the winner. Okay. Uh, 26-year-old Madison Cawthorn, who was the youngest representative in the U.S. Congress, lost his re-election bid. So Giving one, young people a bad name. One term and done, and it sounds like in North Carolina, where he was a representative from North Carolina, even the Republicans there were putting money on the line you know, backing the other candidates, uh, Madison Cawthorn, who I, I'm still convinced that he got elected the first time because a lot of North Carolina voters assumed that he was a, a war hero because he was in a wheelchair, but he was, and he got in a car accident coming back from spring break. Uh, just to let you know, there are uh, a lot of it had to do with his personal conduct and some scandals. Uh, there were sexual misconduct allegations about his time in college after january 6 madison cawthorn said there would be bloodshed uh unless the election was overturned and ramping up the war in when uh putin invaded ukraine madison cawthorn was one of the u.s politicians calling vladimir Zelensky a thug and then there was a picture of him dressed in lingerie that probably rubbed the social conservatives the wrong way and uh, there's just a lot going on, but the thing that really did it in was he, on a podcast. He said that in his time in Washington, older Republicans, some of whom he said he looked up to, 
had invited him to orgies and that he had seen some of these same people do cocaine right in front of him. So I was thinking, wouldn't we love to know, first of all, is he telling the truth that anybody invite him to an orgy? But if they did, what's the grossest... But if they did... What's the who's the grossest Republican? You just say the name is like if you found out this person invited twenty five year old Madison Car or twenty four I guess at the time that it would be the grossest. So uh, grossest they're all over like ninety years old. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's they're all gross. Target rich environment. One of here. them. I wouldn't say all of them are all gross. Of them. Any who would you be happy to be in an orgy with? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joanna, I'll let you go first. Who do you nominate in the uh, Madison Cawthorn orgy game? I'm going to start with Rep. Don Bacon because he was one of the very first ones that was very upset over these allegations. And he said, and I quote, Madison's stuff irritates me because it's not true. He'll have to either name names or retract it. So you're going with the deniers, the supplier. Yes theory okay so don bacon uh the contest wasn't who was most likely the contest is who's the grossest i'm just well then look up don bacon he's kind of gross looking mon uh nico who do you have i don't know newt gingrich does it have to be a current member could be a dead member he said it was like some that he looked up to so who'd you say don who don bacon Sounds delicious. You guys are missing. What if it was Mitch McConnell? Sure. <laughs> well, oh, hey, now, Madison, we're putting together a little sex party. We're putting together a little sex party. This morning, Buzz said, make sure you have like backups in case somebody else chooses it. I thought one of you was going to say Mitch McConnell. That's why I went with Don Bacon. If not, oh, then Mitch McConnell wasn't even list. the one I was going to go with. They're all gross. What are you talking about? There's then not the one person. What if it was Ted Cruz that invited Madison <laughs> yeah. Cawthorn? Be very strange. Be gross. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, not I, a member that, of Congress, that, but sure. Not a mem- well, did say- he say members of Congress, or he just said people in Washington, leaders he in Washington? Said, Let me find this thing. I, I don't know if he said other members of Congress, but, uh, but he's no. I thought he said other members of Congress. Are you just saying anybody in Washington, or? Yeah, I think that's what he specified. His fellow lawmakers oh. have invited him to an orgy and done cocaine in front of him. Okay, so fellow lawmakers. So it wouldn't be Rudy Giuliani. Okay, it wouldn't be Rudy Giuliani. And it wouldn't even be a Senate, a Mitch McConnell because he's in the Senate. And so he's not even... Uh, Louis Gohmert then. Yeah, super gross. <laughs> That'd be real, that, that would be very, very, very gross. <laughs> um, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Oh, oh that would be gross. Joanna, let's let's turn it into uh, F. Mary Kill. Okay, who do we have? Mitch McConnell, uh-huh. Cruz, uh-huh. and Lindsey Graham. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna have to kill McConnell. Okay. No, wait. Okay, F- so you're gonna bang or marry Lindsey? Oh, God, that's awful. I didn't agree to this. Yeah, not all the F. Mary kills are are pleasant. Ted Cruz would leave me behind if we ever married. <laughs> right. And then he wouldn't, he wouldn't stand, stand up, up for me. I don't know. Maybe uh, bang Lindsey Graham. He seems like a tender lover. <laughs> <laughs> a tender lover. 
Mitch McConnell, yeah, kill. I assume it would be his then, first time feeling the touch Ted of a woman. I would marry Ted Cruz. I feel like, yeah, we, we would t- have interesting debates for the rest of our life. So, I don't know. But he would leave you behind in a snowstorm. Yeah, but... Well, I, he might take you to Cancun with him. But if he left somebody his calls wife you a dog, would you be offended if he didn't speak up for you? Um, I, I would say go have your playtime. And I'll I'll stay at home. I don't know what am I doing. You sound like a very loving wife. (laughs) (laughs) I'm supportive of my men. So Joanna, what do you say? F Mary kill McConnell, uh, Ted Cruz. I'm gonna kill McConnell. All right. I'll probably not literally. I guess we gotta say that. I'm not literally going to kill McConnell in this fictitious game. I'm going to kill McConnell. I'll probably bang Lindsey Graham, and I guess I'll marry Ted Cruz. Oh, we talked you. It's like we talked you yeah. into it and against he, your and will. And then he does like a bunch of movie quotes, so that sounds entertaining, right? Right. He could just, you know what? I'm tired of hearing you talk. Just do quotes from Princess Bride. Yeah. You're only doing senators, though. None of these people ever worked with Madison Cawthorn. He said lawmakers, all right? Yeah, sure. Senators are all but not You're what, missing the point of the game. Not one of them. It's not well, like they're not allowed to speak. To the other chamber of Congress, he said these were lawmakers that he looked up yeah. to. That, sure. that could be retired lawmakers. I just I don't think they do. There is a lot of over. Like, what about name me some House members that you know of? See, that's the, that's the only reason you're going with Senate people. Uh, it's because there's easier to Matt remember. Gates. Okay. Oh, syndrome from Incredibles. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. Apparently she works out like a fiend, though. Right? So are we going to do an F. Mary she kill with like with Marjorie what's Taylor Green? Chick that's always with Marjorie Taylor. L- uh, Lauren, Lauren Bober. Lauren Bober. And they're apparently okay, fighting there. right now. You guys. Oh, they're having a fight. Now you guys, F. Mary kill Marjorie Taylor Green, Lar- L- Lauren, Lauren Bobert, or who else did you say? Matt Gates. <laughs> Matt Gates syndrome from Incredibles. Okay, well I'm going to kill Matt Gates. Yeah, I'm going to kill Matt Gates. Right off the bat, straight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clearing F- that up. MGT, MTG, and Mary Lauren Bobert. I would flip that around. You'd you marry, marry Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green. Explain that. Yeah. Um, I heard. I don't know. I like. I. I. I think Lauren Bobert's probably a worse person. <laughs> Just a worse person. Worse on a, than on a personal Taylor. basis. On a personal basis. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm okay. glad we did this. So anyway, Madison Cawthorn <laughs> did not win his reelection bid, but it's really interesting that the thing that really set off his fellow Republican lawmakers was when he spilled the beans about about their cocaine orgies, se- secret GOP cocaine <laughs> yeah, orgies. That, it seems like that's when they really put their foot down. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Fight TV has done it again. It looks like they have uh, topped themselves. It's hockey. But only the hockey fights. None of the other parts of hockey. So it's Ice Wars. Really? And, yeah, it's on pay-per-view this Saturday from Fight TV. Those are the best parts of the hockey. We got uh, with us Chris Therian, who was a 12-time, 12 seasons in the NHL, most with the uh, mostly with the Philadelphia Flyers. And also, I believe it, an Olympic silver medalist. Am I right about that, Chris? You are correct. A loser in a shootout to my future teammate, Peter Forsberg, at the time. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I had to beat the end of the bench watching Sweden win uh, the silver, the gold medal in a shootout. But I'll take the silver. Yeah. How many How many events can say we have an, we have an Olympian that's going to be participating? Chris, are you fighting or are you, do, are you broadcasting? <laughs> I'm, I'm broadcasting. I mean, even fighting. I mean, it happened when I played a few times, but that was not the thing. 
So I'm proud to be calling this uh, with, with the people we have. I have a history of broadcasting, doing many, many, many years for the Philadelphia Flyers post-career. So that, uh, that experience has allowed me to, to kind of plumb it out and do stuff here with Kato and AJ. And I'm really, really excited about this experience. Let me play the background here uh, just so you get an idea. Uh, so AJ Galanti, uh, there's a backstory here. And Kato's also here. Hi, Kato. Buzz, big fan. Thanks for having me here. I'm wearing a jock and skates right now in case a game breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. They did They did an episode of Untold on Netflix about uh, A.J. Galante. A gentleman by the name of Jimmy Galante bought his 17-year-old son his own hockey team. I'm the president of the Danbury Trashers, and I'm 17 years old. Jimmy was the real Tony Soprano. We were the bad boys of hockey. A freak mix of pro wrestling and the mighty ducks. It's <laughs> a gangster mentality. Every player was getting paid under the table. I'm supposed to say that or no? We dominated. It was a show. Uh... So a lot of people are probably going to be wondering. I, I, they get why Chris Therrien is involved in uh, hockey fights or ice wars. Why is Cato involved? Cato? Is that for me? Yeah, that's for you, buddy. Chris, Chris, let me take this one. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. creator of uh, ice wars, uh, the creator, his name is Charlie Nama. Charlie's been a, a buddy of mine for so many years. We did other ventures, and I had some uh, uh, entertainment lawyer contacts to do the contracts. So Charlie and I, Charlie said, Cato, you're producing this with me. And so it started from that quite a, quite a while ago, and uh, and now here I am uh, talking with you guys, and of course Chris, who's going to do, who's just like we got Chris from the Philadelphia Flyers announcing this. I mean, it is it's top shelf, and I, I you know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I grew up actually on skates, a backyard had a pond. I didn't play hockey like Chris did, but I know something. I know when something is just. I, I do a lot of pitching TV shows in Hollywood. You know. In 10 seconds, you can pitch the show, and you get it. It's fights on ice. You, It's price fighting on ice, like boxing. And it just, it just, it's like the next step of the great sports that's going to be out there. And I, I totally believe in it. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that Charlie included me in this deal. The, the way that I try to get my head around Cato uh, being an executive producer is that uh, Ice Wars are kind of like the OJ case. Cato's there for some unknown reason, and eventually somebody drops some gloves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, you know, yeah, exactly. Thank God I can, you know, I'm no longer that house guest that I can finally afford to live on my own couch. I'm pretty good about that. Chris, were you, were you an enforcer? You're a big guy. You're like six, six and a half feet tall and, you know, like 270 pounds. Were you, a, were you an enforcer when you were in the league? You know, I, I wasn't. I, I was a top pairing defenseman. I played. Oh, I think we st- I think we got stuck with uh, Chris, but Cato's still moving. Cato, you there? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was not a defenseman. And, uh, <laughs> well, you sit there and say, "Man, I'll tell you what, we've seen some of the greatest plays in the history of this league." Uh, so it's been really, really, really cool to see that. But I, that was not my forte. I say, I, I actually played. Uh, you know, I think I jump in like anybody else did, taking sticking up for your teammates, and that's really the adage about hockey. You know, I mean, hockey fights when you when you look at it, other than like ancient martial arts that go back with the MMA style, hockey fights go back over a hundred years. You know, they've been part of the forte and the fabric of hockey in the sport. And I think Kato said it best, and you guys did too, Michael. When you know, 
Um, you know, have you ever seen anybody sit down when a fight breaks out at a hockey game? Never. I mean, there's been stories, documented stories. And I think that the, the interesting part I love about the, the fights from the past were there was an era of tough guys. And I don't think necessarily you see today as much. It still exists in the NHL. But there was once a legendary fabric of that of who was the toughest heavyweight in the league? Who was the toughest pound for pound fighter? And that stuff did in the NHL as well. You know, I was some of the toughest guys maybe the league's ever seen. A guy like Dave Brown or Craig Berube, who, you know, both actually were here in Edmonton. Both were former Edmonton Oilers as well as Philadelphia Flyers. But I've seen some celebrated fighters. I was not top of the food chain at all. I'll never admit that. But I played with some guys that were absolute uh, just animals uh, and certainly brought people to their feet every single night of the, uh, uh, that there was a hockey game on. But any any punch-ups that you got involved in, Chris, you were you were probably the biggest guy in the fight at the time, though, right? Uh, a lot of the time, yeah. I mean, tall is certainly a six. You have six five. You know, two thirty when I played. Uh, there's there's a lot of big guys. I mean, I played when, when I go back to that era. I played with guys like Donald Brashear, like they were six three, two fifty. And a lot of the thing with you know like hockey players when when you take like the NHL heavyweights or enforcers, um, that's very much a skill and a trade uh, onto itself. You know, for what these guys do. You know, they they don't go out there and want to get get hit on the ice. But yeah, I was a tougher guy. Remember, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the dog, the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And I think that's a lot of it what happens with hockey. I've seen guys that are 5'9", five, 5'10", five, that have they're just powder kegs, and they get out there, and they can fight bigger guys and, and handle themselves perfectly. So that's what's unique about the size of it, AK. Or like we have guys that are – some guys are 5'10", 230, and then we have other guys that are 6'3", 318. Uh, so, you know, you, you can mix it up, and it doesn't mean that that smaller guy is necessarily going to win. In fact, he has every good bit of chance to win it if the big guy does. Yeah, and I think also, you know, they're fighting for the king of the rink, and I think that's motivation. Not only become the first ever king of the rink, they also, there's prize money, so such such motivation. And already we're starting viewing, viewing parties all over the country where people are having uh, pay-per-view uh, parties at their house. And we got guys like Bonesaw, guys' names like Buckethead. And I think social media will be playing a big, big part because the personalities are going to be born on that day, May 21st at Fight TV. Mm-hmm. So personalities be born. I think Buckethead is 350 pounds, so he could be taking on a guy that's 250, 100 pounds less. But, like, uh, you know, it's the fight and the dog. So it's um, – yeah. people will start picking their favorites. And, and, like I said, this is the ground floor. That's why it's such an exciting thing. And you think back of the first UFC fight, and you go – and look at it now. It's like UFC uh, – what is it? A 300,000 fight? So this is number one, and I think it's going to continue to go on. Chris, are there rounds? Because all the hockey fights I've ever seen, they they you know they square off. The referees let them do it. It's the one sport other that's not a combat sport where punching each other is okay. Uh, but as soon as somebody pulls the jersey up over the head of the other person, it's over. Is that move going to be allowed in ice wars? So the one thing that we really did, and AJ was, you know, we've talked a lot about it, is the safety involved, right? So we have the, uh, you know, chin straps that will prevent the helmet from coming off a lot easier. You have to have them tightened right up. Uh, there'll be four-ounce MMA gloves. Uh, that'll be required. Uh, we'll have uh, cut men on site, doctors on site. You know, we didn't want to spare. There's no, nothing spare with the safety of the players. Um, so this is going to be two, two one-minute rounds. Um you know, as it stands right now, I mean, I've seen fights that have drawn on, and, and I can tell you right now, guys, from the fights I've had, some of them, whether they've lasted uh, five seconds or 15. If you go 15 seconds in a fight, it feels like you've got five minutes. Yeah, you're probably completely winded after 10. I think what that one-minute run will look like. 
Uh, because if we go and then we have a, a third round if we get there with five judges, uh, all former uh, enforcers at different levels. So, uh, and then we have a third round that'll be a thirty-second punch round, if you will. I got a hockey and, uh, question for Kate. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I have a hockey question for Cato. Whenever I have seen hockey fights before, I've always wondered. I've never played hockey. I've never been on ice skates before. How, you know, you've got kind of deadly weapons attached to your feet. How do people resist the urge to give a karate kick or something and try and get them with the blade? Well, that's it's going to be elimination for that person. There, there is that, as like you said, Chris says, there is safety. There'll be no kicking. With the uh, the ice skates, this is not Blades of Glory. Which yeah. says, this is not going to happen. I think that would just be my first natural reaction. Would be I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the bottom of my skate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, Cato, if you if you since you've done these pitches, let me pitch something similar to the ice wars. It's similar, but it's a different sport. Okay. NASCAR, you do away with everything but the crashes. Is there any way we could pull that off on Fight TV? Well, we have that every uh, every four or five freeway in LA. Yeah, so it's sort of like you watch any car chase. You yeah, there come you out, go. Get out of El Paso, come over to LA. It's, except the car crashes here are only going about three miles per hour because it's a parking lot. Uh, we've already got the production. They probably have enough traffic cams we could put together the best crashes and uh, sell it as a pay per view. All right, or card cases. All right, thank you, uh, Chris Therian. We're always great to have a, an Olympian and a guy who did twelve seasons in the NHL. And Cato, nice to talk to you. Do you still karaoke? Uh, my former co-host says that she went out one night karaokeing. It was Cato Kalen and the principal from Saved by the Bell were out karaokeing with her. Yeah, I, I I do, but I I call it Cato Roki. Okay. get that straight, Buzz. All right, Saturday Ice Wars on. Go ahead. Please mention that this is at Fight TV. Yep. Order this out. Order it now, Fight TV, and you can see Ice Wars, and it seems like Fight TV is just coming up with innovative ways for large men to pummel each other. So if that's what you're into, definitely check it out. Uh, Fight TV and Ice Wars premieres this Saturday. Thank you, Chris Therian. Thank you, Cato Kalen, for being on with us. All right, Thank bye-bye. You All right, uh, there's Cato, and there's Chris Therian. Uh did you guys? That was Zoom, by the way. That's how Zoom works. Yeah, now I remember Zoom. I remember all those meetings where you couldn't hear uh, each other very well. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be better than that. What? I thought the audio was going to be better than that. That was pretty good audio for an internet. For a Zoom? Z- Zoom connection, yeah. yeah. Oh, you would say as far as Zoom goes, that's pretty good? Yeah. yeah I don't think Zoom's quite there yet. <laughs> I, I, I thought it would be like being in the room with It doesn't them. have to do with Zoom. It's the internet. So whenever, you know, there's internet outages in different places or low signal here and there. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we've it's learning experience. So you've done this before. Because Buzz was like, uh, what is Zoom? We did it. We did it with Skype. We did it with Skype. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a lot better. Like, didn't we talk to... We talked to Beto. Yeah, we talked to Beto O'Rourke on Skype. And that really did seem like... He was in the room with us. Skype is more of a one-on-one. The, the, the cool thing about Zoom is it can allow multiple a lot of people. people. It's like party, yeah, party line. Uh, I thought I was getting that Therian's broadband was low. It kept popping that message up that mm-hmm. like he didn't have enough bars or whatever. Right. So it depends on their internet plus yours. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. You can watch these guys on skates in hockey pads, but with MMA gloves. Pounding each other for two rounds. 
on Fight TV. Fight TV. That's it on P-I-T-E. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Nico has news on the way. Nico also has a comedy show this weekend. You go out and see some live comedy at, uh, I don't know if this is a new venue or if it's new for you, but it sounded interesting. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, it's uh, called Craft Rhythm and Brews. It's downtown, 1301 Texas Street. You can see me and my friends doing stand-up comedy Saturday night starting at 9 p.m. Iggy Samaniego is going to be there. Iggy Samaniego, Otis Hicks, Bonchi Edera, Steven Puga, uh, all hosted by Julian Lueta. It's going to be a good time. Lots of jokes, lots of fun. Tomorrow, uh, speaking of comedy... Mario Superstar Salazar is going to be right. in the studio, and he's appearing all weekend at the El Paso Comic Strips. So. All the way from the Texas Valley in McAllen, uh, Tex, uh, Mario as Superstar Estrella Salazar. One of our favorites. Yeah, he's great. Mario is. Kind of uh, like a big brother to me. I thought we'd uh, look at our uh, website, klaq.com. There have been a lot of interesting posts uh, put up, including uh, places that rattlesnakes may be hiding in your yard that Daniel wrote about. Ooh. Yeah. You seen any lately? No. You know, for living in the desert southwest, I don't see that many rattlesnakes. They're out there. It's just I don't see them. But not around the house or anything. When I lived up higher on the mountain, I'd see him a lot more up there. Let's check a couple of neckline calls. You can leave a message for the morning show. Toll-free neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. And here's what people are calling about. Morning, morning show. This question's for Buzz Adams. Has he gone to KFC anytime this week? And if so, has that new barricade at Sam's helped? With the gas prices rising, thanks. Have a good one. That's interesting. I didn't. No, I haven't been to KFC in a couple of weeks. But I, what he's talking about is I, there's always a line to get the Sam's gas, and it blocks the drive-through uh, of KFC, and the the traffic will back up out of the parking lot of Sam's <laughs> through the parking lot of KFC and out onto Mesa Street. It happens all the time because people. You don't want to get that gas. I, I guess you get it significantly cheaper if you get it through Sam's, and probably Costco has the same type of deal. But now, did they did they put up some kind of barricade? I haven't seen that yet. I don't know. I you know I don't. You haven't I'll try to KFC. And, <laughs> nah, I just haven't been haven't had a hankering. I only a really hankering. get a I get a hankering, a hankering. Uh, for KFC about once a month. Okay, probably. What's up, Mojo? It's ODG. Well, did y'all get in the argument before the show yesterday? No, today? Uh, Wednesday? Y'all sounded kind of mad at each other. Like mm-hmm. y'all were ready to just jump, just jump at each other's throat. Really? I don't know. Y'all seem kind of, <laughs> y'all are about to throw down. Really? Uh, I don't know. Okay, okay. You know, Okie Dokie um, guy listens closely enough that I take what he says with, you know, very perceptive. Yeah, he's pretty perceptive <laughs> sometimes. But honestly, not and I would, this time. I would level with you. Uh-huh. I think we were pretty conflict free all day yesterday. I can't remember. No, I, and in I fact, I thought it. I thought it, we kept it real light on the show yesterday. We didn't get into a lot of. There were no. Uh, 
to my knowledge, there was there was no off off air headbutting no. going on. Would you agree, Joanna? I would agree. Also, yesterday I had to go back. I edit the podcast, but I don't really listen because you know I've just lived the four hours. Right. Show. But afterwards, you know, after I finished watching This Is Us and I was crying <laughs> and everything, did you cry? I did cry. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what's going to cheer me up if I go back and listen to the show. <laughs> To the dispensary part. Oh, you really liked it. I stop laughing. You liked that we were talking about how Nico doesn't have a photo ID because he lost his, and that way he can't go to the manimous dispensaries. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why, because you were really ragging on me yesterday, and right after the show. I was once, really once ragging you on, on, on Tuesday. We, no, but yesterday. That was when you wore your seahorse shirt. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> oh, God. I got to give you an update. So he <gasps> comes an in. Update? Yeah. And I start, I start in because he's got a, a shirt with a seahorse pattern. Uh huh. It looks like, a, you know, maybe like a toddler swimsuit. Using what? <laughs> first, you said shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're changing all your metaphors. Like a nautically themed bathroom <laughs> yeah. shower curtain. It's a lovely shirt. And he, you know, he took it. Uh-huh. But then before we had the meeting with the corporate bigwigs, he drove home Nico. and changed his shirt. <laughs> Nico, in the middle of the meeting with the corporate guy, Buzz has his little notepad and then pokes me. And on his little notepad is all, did you notice Nico changed shirts? The reason that's super funny, though, Buzz, is because I had shown up before and he shown up. I, I had shown off to Joanna and Emily like, oh, look at my new shirt. And there, I was like, so oh it was God, a new you- shirt. It was the new shirt. He also changed his shoes, I think. And then I was like, let's see if Buzz notices. And you didn't didn't notice notice until halfway through the meeting. Until the the meeting that you're like, did she change shirts? (laughs) By the way, if you're heading out to a Manipus dispensary today, you can meet Cheech and Chong. Only from 9.30 to 11.30. From 9.30 to 11. At Pure Life Dispensary? Yes, correct. I was asking Buzz if I could leave early. You never worked with uh, Cheech or Chong? No, unfortunately not. I, I would love to work with either of those. Uh, anyways, in re- response to ODG, yesterday you were, you were you know, bragging on me pretty hard. And right after the show, Joanna. About what? Right after the show, Buzz says this. You took it on the chin today. That's how it goes sometimes. You took it on the chin. But we weren't doing, like, I don't think we got into any argument before no. the show. But, uh, what was I p- picking on? Uh, you you know, were picking on me a lot. Probably. No, you're picking on me about my passport oh, and then my car. That's right. and you just that you need to grow up. You too. You yeah, grow up. I agree. <laughs> like, if if you're using me as the measuring stick, if you're if you're less on top of things than I am, it's dire. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're like my mentor. How's that work? Why is he your mentor? Ah, uh, friend tor. Friend tor. I should have my stuff together a lot more than I do. And the fact that it's so that you think I'm some kind of pinnacle that you should look up You're to. You're a paragon, a example. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the wrong track, buddy. No, but we weren't upset at the beginning of the show. I don't even think, I think we, were upset we got upset. No, not at all. Uh, ODG also called in because he keeps track of this thing and he wants to point out there hasn't been an after buzz since Friday. There hasn't? <laughs> no. no. That's we, got a, we got a message in the app chat also. Yeah, because Monday, what happened Monday? You, you do your classic one. Yeah, but we're going to change that because we did the classic on one because that's when we had our, uh, our meeting. weekly meeting. Yeah. Oh, and so we didn't do it okay. Monday. Tuesday was when we had our corporate. corporate meeting. That took up a big chunk of the day. Yesterday then, we had our meeting. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. So I'll tell you this. I heard from several people here locally that are our boss and then people over their head. It doesn't sound like any of them are encouraging us to do the, the podcast. After buzz. Yeah. Like it, they, it's like it's not a priority for us. It doesn't do anything for the company. Do, do your other work first and then yeah. get to the podcast. I mean, if they you made can. it clear dude, it's dude. something that they don't care one way or the other mm-hmm. dude, whether we do it. That's why Emily and I only do it every two weeks. Right. Well, that and you produce I mean, a lot was, more. According to Nico, it was really starting to get no, like yeah, some look, oh, we got a lot daily of numbers. downloads. You haven't done it lately. And in the app chat, Lola says, Where is the AfterBuzz podcast? Nico got us all into it and just yeah. dropped the ball on it. Right. There's like about 300 people that listen to it daily. I think yeah. what our, you know, like our, our regional manager, that's not the title, but it's a good way to think of it, said was, in all of podcasting, there are like twenty shows that make money. I like how I like how he's like, and there's like eight successful. Ones. Yeah, there's like eight successful ones and twenty that actually turn a profit. I like how he's like, my dentist has a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> my dentist, my has dentist one. has a podcast. And I was like, all right, duly noted. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, we really, I wouldn't say hit over the head, but they made it clear that. Doing the after buzz is not something we should be. Cavity search. That would be a really good dental podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That would be a great name for a dental that podcast. Would be a good name. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mo Show. Second time, long time. Just calling back again. Hey, have you guys looked at uh, Johnny Depp's attorney, Camilla something? I can't remember, but man, she could get it. <laughs> All right. Toodles. If you like mean if you mean get my, yeah, yeah everybody's using they can, they get, can it, get it, they can get it. <laughs> if, if by it you mean the respect of the legal community she certainly Word. can yeah uh, yeah she's an attractive young woman and it seems like a lot of people I who think are he watching, means his dong uh, she, she a lot of people get. who are watching are trying to ship Johnny Depp and his attorney Camille Vasquez is her they name are uh, yeah they they look like a good couple. She's very attractive. He's very attractive. Is that all you need? Oh, he's she's got to be 25 years younger Let's than him, I'll bet. Camille. And she's the one who was really hammering on uh, Amber Heard. God, they were really can... smart to get a, a female attorney for that. Mm. I think that's How kind of a standard you? thing. If it's like anything having to do with domestic, the guy, you know, the main thing is you get a female attorney because you don't want, you know, some middle-aged guy sitting there making a woman cry. On this, you know, can you imagine how that would look if it were a guy oh, attorney yeah. and sure. Amber's crying? Thirty-seven would... years old she is. And Depp is what, like almost sixty, right? Yeah. Johnny Depp's like sixty. Yeah, that's a good Hollywood match, I guess. <laughs> but a lot of people are trying to make this happen between Johnny Depp and his lawyer. Um, but our caller there says that she can. She can get it. Yeah, she is very good looking. Man. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds wrong. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Over at KLAQ.com, we've got a few articles for you. Dirty soda has arrived in Texas. Dirty soda? Sounds like rum and coke to me. What are they talking about, Joe? Everybody, I thought the same thing. Hey, do you want a dirty soda? Alcohol, right? Yeah, Jack and Coke or a rum no, and coke or whatever. No alcohol whatsoever. Oh. It comes from Utah. 
So I think we can all make the guess there as to why. Well, alcohol is no- a no-no, but caffeine is also a no-no. Apparently, in 2012, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints changed their dietary restrictions to say not all caffeine is bad. Just the hot ones, like coffee. Oh, so coffee's bad, but like but an ice. But like a soda is not bad. <laughs> Brethren, God has spoken and said that it's okay to drink caffeine as long as it's cold. No hot caffeine. <laughs> no coffee, though. You drink hot coffee, you're going you're straight going to, to hell. hell. <laughs> Can I interest you in a Pepsi? A Pepsi with some syrup, some fruits. Ice, hopefully. This, ice. This picture is uh, that you. It looks like one of those ice drinks from. It looks like a Starbucks coffee, right? Whatever. Yeah, kind of. No, that is a soda, and usually they have like a cola. Um, some sort of fruit syrup and a heavy cream. Those are the spikes that go into the soda, making it a dirty soda. And a is dirty there a place soda. that's, that's uh, serving them in El Paso? I don't know. Good question. Hmm. If anyone knows where I could find a dirty soda in El Paso, because I could probably make it myself. I know where you could find a dirty soda. <laughs> I could probably make it myself, but oh, yeah. I feel like somebody else doing it for me is going to be better. But it's the big chain swig that's big in Utah has just arrived in Fairview, Texas. Oh, so they've got one. And swig is all about the uh, the, the dirty, dirty sodas. sodas. But if you know where I could find a dirty soda in El Paso, hit me up. You can get it. A big treat for us. <laughs> a big treat for us when we were kids were. Homemade ice uh, ice cream floats, usually with okay. root beer, but sometimes Dr Pepper and a couple scoops okay. of ice cream. It's been described as like a root beer float, but with the ice cream melted. And Dr Pepper is one of the the favorites. It has like Dr Pepper, coconut syrup, heavy cream. Mm. Um, this was a it treat. Reminds me. Do you know of when we would get this treat? We'd when? get an ice at the cream soda float. fountain. No, no, no. We'd make it at home. We'd have <laughs> you know store bought ice cream. They had that back then. Yeah, they had they had store bought ice cream. Although my dad also had a ice cream maker that he could Sweet. make when it snowed and he'd always do that and it was not as good as the regular ice cream. <laughs> so this was a treat we got whenever my dad was in the mood for one. Okay. So it was like uh, he was making a like a Dr. Pepper float, so he'd make one for us. Yum. Good memories. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever watch Laverne and Shirley? Shlamia, uh, Pepsi and milk. Pepsi and milk. She was always drinking that, and I've always wanted to try that. Should was we that try Shirley's it drink? It was Laverne's. Laverne's drink was. Pe- oh yeah, and she Shirley would just had get, like, a big old keg of milk and Pepsi yeah. and two L- straws. Laverne and- loved Pepsi and milk, and uh, Shirley's deal was Boo Boo Kitty. Boo Boo Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so be careful of rattlesnakes. This is a real thing in Texas. They're telling people that some rattlesnakes, if they're in your neighborhood, like to uh, wriggle into pool noodles. You know, you know what a pool like noodle the, is. The foam. This is a Daniel. Oh, right, right. oh no, it's not. I thought this was a Daniel article. This Who is, is a Chad Hasty article. <laughs> All right. Um, those brightly covered pool noodles, Chad says in his article, are the perfect home for rattlesnakes and that rattlesnakes love crawling up inside of them so if you're breaking out the pool stuff especially if you're in a high rattlesnake area which is most of west texas but really like abilene and sweetwater around there even more so than el paso uh apparently uh somebody in salado picked up a pool noodle 
and it had a large five-foot rattlesnake uh, stretched out inside it. So just be aware as pool season's getting underway, maybe just check and make sure you can see all the way from one end to the other of those pool noodles. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got news headlines standing by with Nico. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. That's just moments from Fort Bliss. Find Pumping Ink Tattoo on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. We are into the Cool Canyon Nights concert season. Every Thursday, Westar presents a live and free concert at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. We're just getting the season started. Last week was our very first week. And this week, on the main stage, Siobhan, that's in the amphitheater. Entertainment, though, starts at 6 o'clock on the El Paso Community College patio stage, and it's the Pie Sisters this week playing up on the uh, patio stage. Concerts are free to attend. For the entire series lineup, you could go to Westar. You could go to KLAQ.com and find out Westar presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar at KLAQ.com and the KLAQ mobile app. Weather looks perfect. Pie Sisters at 6, followed by Siobhan on the main amphitheater stage. Uh, at 7 o'clock, that's Cool Canyon Nights. Uh, a lot of fun, so head on out and join your friends from KLAQ. All right, uh, Nico's standing by. It's time to get to our news headlines for today. Here is Nico with the news. Good morning, Nico. Good morning. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine's capital city has reopened. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced the move yesterday, three months after the Kiev location closed days before Russia's invasion. Blinken said it's because of the Ukrainian people who defended their country that the American flag is flying over the embassy again. He also offered the country's public support to Ukraine as they defend their country from the Kremlin's brutal war of aggression. There are extra security measures in place around the building as of now. And one out of every six deaths in 2019 was attributed to pollution according to a new study, the Lancet Planetary of Health. The analysis led by an international team of scientists indicates that pollution played a role in 9 million deaths globally in 2019, the year before COVID-19 pa- pandemic began. This impact on health is higher than malaria, tuberculo- tuberculosis, HIV, drugs, or alcohol. Experts said it's not clear how the global pandemic will impact the analysis moving forward. Despite improvements made in water pollution in recent years, a rise in air and chemical pollution means the death rate has been relatively unchanged since 2015. Air contamination alone contributed to an estimated 75% of the reported deaths. As the world is faced with worsening air quality and rising chemical contamination levels, experts believe that deaths due to pollution will continue to rise in the coming years if interventions are not made. Here's uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio. Uh, oh, is it not playing? Um, I've got I've got you up here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, I will have to do it the manual way then. What's the manual way? Uh, I'll have to use the website. Okay. Because the uh, player's not working. Did you test it ahead of time? Uh, well, the player is a new one that I'm using, just mm-hmm. in case. Uh, the uh, the other all, one was... All the more reason to test it ahead of time. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Here is uh, General Secretary General of the UN. All right. Finland and Sweden formally submitted their applications to join NATO to Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg Wednesday morning at the alliance's Brussels headquarters. Stoltenberg welcomed the request, saying this is a good day at a critical moment for our security, according to NATO. Here is President Joe Biden speaking about the uh, addition of Finland and Sweden. Here's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan stating how Finland and Sweden will be protected by 30 member states of NATO. So I think Finland was, you know, not part of the Soviet Union, but definitely behind the Iron Curtain Mm -hmm. during the Cold War. It was like the one Scandinavian country that was under the sphere of influence of of the Soviet Union. Well, they they were never part of the Warsaw Pact, uh, which uh, which was Russia's kind of uh, mutual defense uh, collaboration with you know uh, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, all of all of those uh, communist states had their own uh, alliance. Finland was not part of that. Neither was Sweden. They were both considered neutral during the Cold War. It seems like NATO is a thing Sweden should have probably joined in as soon as they could. They 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 are in the Arctic. They have to deal with Russia more than we do. So like they actually share similar borders and areas around them. So, I mean Finland really does. Finland really does. But you know Sweden's also up there. NASA is being forced to end its Mars lander mission early because of dust. Officials announced Tuesday the InSight spacecraft is slowly losing power because its two solar powers panels are covered in dust. Moreover, the dust oh, level... Oh, they should have sent a lady robot so she could dust. <laughs> or some pledge. <laughs> Moreover, the dust levels in the atmosphere are only increasing, and sunlight is decreasing as Mars enters winter, which is speeding up the loss of power. Power levels will likely die out in July, effectively ending operations, and project leaders expect InSight will be inoperative by the end of the year. President Joe Biden announced yesterday that he was invoking the Defense Production Act to help give parents some relief from the baby formula shortage. It's been reported that over 40% of the supply of baby formula nationwide is out of stock due to the shortage. The Defense Production Act declaration requires suppliers of ingredients to send them to key manufacturers of baby formula before any other customers in order to help boost domestic production. So I guess if any uh, country had made some orders... Uh, to to you know these companies, uh, the companies say, well, sorry, we have to get our customers in the you know United States first. Tell me if this is uh, a weird thing. I was driving, I had to go to the bank, and I had to run a few errands, and I had news on. I think it was CNN, and they had the uh, the Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, and he was talking about, hey, you know, if you see some unfamiliar brands or the packaging mm-hmm. is different. All of the baby formula is safe. Mm-hmm. It is and all safe. They went to a commercial break, and it was one of these class action lawsuits. If your baby was fed on a milk-based formula diet like Simulac, you could be really, old. yeah. So it's like what conflicting it went messages right from that story into one of these things, like a you know, like every six months or so they have a new mesothelioma. Yeah. It's <laughs> something, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, right. but it's just it was a weird juxtaposition very weird well biden also announced the launch of operation fly formula 
which directs the Health and Human Services Department and the Department of Agriculture to use the Department of Defense aircraft to pick up infant formula from overseas that meets U.S. health and safety standards. The U.S. produces 98% of the baby formula American parents buy, which is made by four manufacturers. The shortage of baby formula was induced in part by the shutdown of an Abbott nutrition plant in Michigan due to bacterial contamination. Here's President Joe Biden talking about invoking the Defense Protection Act, Production Act over baby formula. Thomas Lane, one of the former Minneapolis police officers involved in George Floyd's killing, has pleaded guilty to second-degree manslaughter. That's according to the Minnesota Attorney General. Attorney General Keith Ellison said the plea agreement reached with Lane represents an important step toward healing the wounds of the Floyd family, our community, and the nation. Lane, 39, had been scheduled to go to trial next month in state court, along with his former Minneapolis police colleagues, J. Alexander Kung and Tao Thao. Lane pleaded guilty to aiding and abetting secondary manslaughter. In exchange for the plea, prosecutors agreed to dismiss the top charge against him of aiding and abetting second-degree unintentional murder. Under the agreement, prosecutors and Lane's attorneys will jointly recommend a sentence of 36 months or three years in prison. Had he gone to trial and been convicted on all charges, he faced a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison, according to the plea agreement. The House Judiciary Committee held a hearing Wednesday on abortion access as the nation awaits a final decision from the Supreme Court in a case that could result in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Chairman Jerry Nadler, a New York Democrat, issued a warning that the impact would be devastating if the landmark 1973 decision legalizing abortion is in fact overturned by the Supreme Court. Expert witnesses speaking before the committee included Dr. Yashika Robinson, a board-certified OBGYN and board member with Physicians for Reproductive Health. Michelle Bratcher Goodwin, a Chancellor's Law Professor at the University of California. Catherine Glenn Foster, the President and CEO of the anti-abortion law firm Americans United for Life. And Amy Arambide, the Executive Director of the abortion rights nonprofit Avow. Texas. This is Congresswoman Cori Bush talking about needing to protect life. And monkeypox has found its way into the U.S. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health and the CDC confirmed the first known case of monkeypox in the U.S. this year on Tuesday. The Massachusetts man with the virus recently traveled to Canada, and health officials say he's hospitalized and in good condition while noting his, cases, his case poses no risk to the public. This comes after several rare and unusual monkeypox cases were detected in the UK. Monkeypox symptoms include fever, headache, fatigue, and muscle aches. The virus gets passed mostly through the exchange of large respiratory droplets during prolonged face-to-face contact. With a monkey? <laughs> or with somebody who has with a, Actually, no, it, with a monkey, yes. Serious? It's a, it's a zoonotic a disease that can transfer from monkey to human. But can you get it from a human? Or human to human oh, as well. But it, it originally came from, from monkeys. I mean, we're really just fancy monkeys when you think about Super it. Super fancy. Pink, pink monkeys, right? Yeah. The virus can also spread through direct contact with bodily fluids, lesions, or items they touch like clothing or bedding. Monkeypox is in the smallpox family, and cases are typically mild, while only about one in nine people die from it. And a gallon for a price of gas... Uh, is getting higher than ever. AAA reports the national average price for regular is up another two cents to $4.58 a gallon. Kansas, again, has the lowest statewide average at $4.04 a gallon. 
And the misery just keeps getting worse for drivers in California, where the statewide average is now up to $6.06 per gallon. Would you would you just move out of California if that was your case? How much? Six dollars yeah. over six dollars a gallon. Six dollars six cents. Now, not just because of that, but you got other things too. Just the real estate prices and everything well, makes think about it this. hard if, to stay in California, tank, and a lot of people are leaving. If your tank is just ten gallons, you're spending sixty dollars every time to fill up. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a crunch. For sure. Ugh. When I, I did live in California in the uh, 90s, we did the show and simulcast back to El Paso. Oh. And everything was super expensive. And the houses, like you would go look at a house that in El Paso might be 175000 Mm-hmm. 800000 a million. What? Something like that. Yeah, not even a fancy house. It was like a million dollars. Yeah. And I couldn't get my head around... Okay, I, I get that there are a lot of people, this is their second or third home because it was, you know, Monterey is kind of a, mm-hmm. a place where people have second homes. But how does a fireman or a school teacher or the manager of the grocery store, how do they afford to live when the house prices are mm-hmm. through the roof? And these not mansions, they're regular yeah, houses. regular houses. Yeah. And have to pay for gas like this. Well, Martin Shrekrelli. Shrekrelli. Martin Shkreli, Martin Shkreli, who was derided with the nickname Pharma Bro after he hiked the price of a life-saving drug and who flaunted his pricey purchases of a -a one-of-a-kind Wu-Tang album, is out of prison, his lawyer said Wednesday. Shkreli had had been convicted of securities fraud and other offenses and was sentenced to seven years in prison. He was released Wednesday and served about five years. Oh, I'm watching uh, Inventing Anna. I know I'm behind on that, like everybody else watched it a year ago. But uh, is she the woman who made Ther- Theranos, the company? No, no, no that's, that's Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, that's Elizabeth Holmes. Inventing Anna Delvey. Uh huh. Uh, do you accept wire transfer? Oh, she's the one that pretended to be really rich and like asked. Why do you rich- dress? You dress poor. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. I guess when she was the real Anna Delvey, well, <laughs> the real Anna Sorokin was scamming all these people. Like one of the people she would hang out with was Martin Screlly. <laughs> and he's the one who turned her on to this, uh, I forget, Fortress, the company Fortress. Okay. That Did you watch Inventing Anna? No. Yeah. Like he's the one who told her, oh, Take this, and you know she took out a big loan, so she was running this whole scam. But it's just how perfect is it that she got the idea from Pharma Bro, right? How to, <laughs> on how to scam people, right? How to scam people? Did, did she come from a rich background? Was she like actually very rich? Nope. Her father no. was a truck driver. Her mother was a homemaker. Where? Did, how did she get off acting like this? Leveraging stuff, you know, borrowing, uh, taking out loans. Like she would, but she would act kind of like entitled to, extremely, and extremely, mm-hmm. extremely entitled. And she, I guess she had really good taste in art and fashion, and really, she just scammed a bunch of people into thinking that she had a lot of money. So guess what? If you got a lot of money, people want to give you more money. Yeah. Weird. That's what I'm picking up. I'm not finished with the series yet. I'm not finished with the series yet. I'm not done yet. I'll come back to you That's what I'm picking up so far. And it does say at the beginning, not all of this is 100% true. Does she talk like that? Does she have an accent? You made her sound like she had an accent. She had a weird accent. Weird. So she's... I don't have time for this. She was born in Russia, but she told everybody she was a German heiress. So there's one scene where a billionaire uh, does a toast in Russian 
and ask her, you know, you know what that means? No, why would I know? I don't speak that language. <laughs> I'm not poor. <laughs> why do you dress so poor? Why do you dress so poor? <laughs> <laughs> well, with the news, I'm Nico. All right, thanks, Nico. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna has an Urban Dictionary game for us. I was about to go, what? Joanna has <laughs> dun, 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 an Urban Dictionary game. And we're going to play. Nico and I are going to play. You play along at home, in your car, at work, wherever you are. She's going <laughs> to so, give us a word or a phrase from Urban Dictionary without looking it up. We have to guess what we think it is. I tried to look up the song that we use, right? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get something from the song. Oh, the Urban Dictionary song? Yeah. Did you? I No, because every single thing on that song... We've done? ...is gross. Uh... I mean, some of them are so gross. San Francisco bird feeder. <laughs> I, I want to look that I up. I thought we had no. San Francisco bird feeder. I thought we had done that one before. We hadn't done it, but we looked it up. Oh. Cleveland steamer. Cleveland steamer. Lemon squeezer. San Francisco water. What is it? Hot Carl. Bird feeder. Hot Carl. <laughs> There's an Urban Dictionary song. God. Oh my There's god. There's an urban dictionary song that goes along with the game and it it's just like lists all the different urban dictionary words Billy <laughs> Joel so style. Stupid me and I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to try and get something from the song to make it interesting." Yeah. <laughs> Everything is gross. Did you but you did come up with one we can I did. use? Yes. Before we get to that, uh KLAQ has Q connected on Sundays 5 to 7. Uh, some of the bands that we're going to be looking into, it's our new music show, Lilith Czar, Turnstile, and Motionless in White. So check out who is Motionless in White. We're going to find out. New music discoveries, spotlighting some of these breakout songs. It's also our chance to put a spotlight on local rockers. Daniel Paulus is going to feature outstanding local artists like Go Axe Alice, At At, and Deep Shadows. Q Connected Sundays 5 to 7, 95.5 KLAQ, and streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. Q Connected is brought to you by The Rock House, 9828 Montana. Visit The Rock House on social media for more information. And this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media and at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Oh, I have some sad news. Yep. If you were heading out to Las Cruces to Pure Life Dispensary to meet Cheech and Chong, that event has been postponed. Oh, <gasps> no. We were just talking about that off air. Yeah. I was asking Buzz if he had any Cheech or Chong things to play. So don't head out there. Wait, so they, like, just an hour before the event was supposed to be Seven held? Seven minutes ago. Someone just called, and then I just went to go check. Seven minutes ago, Pure Life announced that today's event in Las Cruces has been postponed due to unforeseen challenges. And they'll be back in a few weeks for a blowout. Cheech and Chung got too high. <laughs> you can only hope. <laughs> you can only hope they're in that van. But they do. And the say smoke it. is just coming out of the van. <laughs> if they went up in smoke. They're like, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> Dave? Dave's not here, man. <laughs> no, man. 
I'm Dave. I'm Steve. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, man. It's Dave. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's been postponed, but they do say that they will be back soon and the event will be bigger and better. We've got the final days of our flyaway trip that you could win to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard on their stadium tour in Miami. So this uh, concert is June 18th. And every day we're giving out three code words. I can even narrow it down and tell you what hours the code words are going to be coming up in. But every time you hear a code word for the Motley Crue Def Leppard flyaway, take that code word, enter it through the KLAQ mobile app. So make sure you're logged in to the mobile app. Enter the code words, and the more code words you enter, the more entries you have into this contest. It's not just Motley Crue and Def Leppard, also Joan Jett and Poison, so a legendary lineup there, on June 18th in Miami. The prize includes airfare for you and a guest, hotel for two nights, tickets for two to the show, tour t-shirts, and $500 spending cash from Town Square Media. Just listen each day, including this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday is going to be the last day we'll have the code words. The code words are going to be in the 10 o'clock hour, a.m., 2 p.m. hour, and 5 p.m. hour. Enter the code words through the KLAQ mobile app to have a greater chance of winning. Are you uh, ready for Urban Dictionary Woo! games? Are right. you ready? I am. Snoodle. <clears throat> Chili Duggan. Gross. Gross, all of them. Gross. Banana polish? Purple dolphin. Oh, purple polish. Urban Dictionary. It's a lexicon for youth Americans. All right, let's uh, have the word. Then I guess we got to take a short break, and when we come back, we will hopefully have come up with uh, an accurate definition of the Urban Dictionary word of the day. All right, right. Joanna? Your word today is two words. It's man stand. (laughs) (laughs) He's already giggling. Um, Is that hyphenated? It could be. It doesn't have to be. How would that change what your idea of it would be? (laughs) You're right. Do you want me to spell it for you? Yeah. M-A-N? Yes. S-T-A-N-D? Yes. Man stand? Stand. Man stand. Like stand by your man, but other way around. Man stand. All right. (gasps) Ooh, I know. You got a a good answer? Mm -hmm. Let's take a break when we come back. uh, And remember, don't look up the answer if you want to play along. Come up with your own best answer. And when we come back, we'll hear the actual definition from the Urban Dictionary. That's on the way in just a few moments. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Oh, it took a long time for inspiration to hit me. Like, we were in that last commercial, and I still hadn't... And and then, finally, I I came up with the definition for the Urban Dictionary. Joanna, there were, like, three minutes left. He's scratching his head. Man stand. What the hell is man stand? It's so simple, you'll probably be kicking yourself when you get it. No, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it, because I came up with... And he's asking me, Nico, help me out. I'm like, I'm not helping you. I want to win this. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I've never not been able to come up with a definition... But right. I, that's a fear that one of these that's days I won't be able to. <laughs> that's a legitimate fear there. <laughs> Since you announced that Cheech and Chong's appearance at, uh, which one were they going to be at? Pure Life. They were going to be at Pure Life in Las Cruces. A mm-hmm. lot of people 
uh, have a have a lot of different scenarios that might have happened. What if Cheech and Chong got busted at the checkpoint? Oh, snap. Well, they wouldn't have been, I mean, in Las Cruces, they wouldn't have been going no. out of the checkpoint. And che- they would have been coming from Albuquerque because they were there yesterday. Oh, okay. So they were already within the legal city limits. Sergio says the potheads didn't even make it to their event. <laughs> it's too funny. Eric points out Cheech doesn't get high anymore. I bet he doesn't get high anymore, but I bet he doesn't get high any less. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, that was always what uh, Tommy used to come in town and do comedy when they were broken up, when they weren't doing stuff together. Right, and he was like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to keep smoking pot, and Cheech wanted to do other stuff, <laughs> like Nash Bridges, like Nash Bridges, yeah, the movie Tin Cup." Uh, anyway, we don't. Who do you know- think has had the most successful career? The more successful career. <sighs> okay, so you subtract everything Cheech and Chong did together because right. it's a wash. Probably Cheech, because he yeah. had he did go on to yeah, do other right, stuff. Right. <laughs> well, around that same time, it's not like Tommy was Tommy was on that night that seventy show. He was on that seventy show and a recurring character as himself. <laughs> uh, they both had successful careers. Tommy went to prison. You remember what Tommy Chong went to prison for? No. Paraphernalia? Se- selling, not drugs, drug paraphernalia, like bongs and one-hitters. It's just, a, it's just a bong, man. On the internet, and he ended up in a federal penitentiary. Yeah. Oh, snap. I mean, I'm not saying that he's in the same category as Nelson Mandela. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not saying that. So... <laughs> All right, uh, Joanna, tell all of our listeners who want to play along or are playing mm-hmm. along today's dictionary, today's Urban Dictionary Word of the Day, and your, then we'll give you our answers. Yeah, your word is man stand. Man stand. Who's ready to go? Is first? it like bandstand? You think? I was. I. Yeah, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I think man stand is more like a handstand, but for men doing sex. So I would say... <laughs> like a sex move? It's like 69, but standing up. Wow. Oh, and then the man would be standing. Yeah. So that's okay. a, so you're saying it's a, like a, a sex said. thing. Yeah. It's a sex thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's not correct. At no. Buzz, were you also going in a sexual nope. direction? I was thinking grandstand. <laughs> I was thinking grandstand. Or like the stands at a concert. And then I thought, oh, a man stand. Okay, so here's how I defined it. <laughs> okay. The area right in front of a hardcore metal concert, okay. that area right in front of the stage before it breaks into a mosh pit, that's 99% dudes. <laughs> there might be a woman there, uh-huh. but it's 99% dudes. So the, I call that the man stand area because they're standing around. Soon they'll be slam dancing or moshing okay, or crowd uh-huh. surfing, but before the, it's the man stand <laughs> area at like a cannibal corpse or sepultura concert. Those are really good definitions, you guys. Unfortunately, none of them were right. Oh. I can't find my buzzer. Thank you. Yeah. But you guys did really good. I liked buzzes, Nico's. I can see how it could be translated into something sexual. But no, none of you are right. Man stand. Are you ready to find out what it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the act of a man standing outside a shop 
while his wife, girlfriend, or partner shops inside. Oh, doing the man Men stand. standing involves looking into space at other women, or in the case of multi-story shopping centers, leaning on the railings of an upper floor watching the people below. Man stand. Oh, yeah, like... I'm trying to think of some stores that if your wife or girlfriend goes uh, into, you have For no- example, man, I've been doing the man stand outside Sephora for an Sephora. hour. Sephora, yeah. yeah. There's no reason to be in Sephora. <laughs> Smells good. Did, have, you, have you all ever experienced the man stand? Yeah, I'm not comfortable going in. Uh, Buzz like doesn't Victoria's really shop Victoria's Secret or Fredericks of Hollywood back when they had those. I just felt like if my eyes were accidentally pointed in the wrong direction, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to... I didn't want to be in How there. About this? Do you go shopping with your girlfriend right now? Uh, grocery shopping, yeah. <laughs> okay, does she make you stand outside the grocery no. store? <laughs> no, I don't have a girlfriend. But right have now. you ever man yeah. stand when you had a girlfriend? Yeah, totally. What Although I guess I would kind of walk man, with her. What store would you not go there in? There are a few stores that I man stand that my daughter used to want to go into. Like Hot Topic. You would men stand well, at Hot Topic? No, I'd mean, be like, I, go inside. I would I'm not go in, go and it. it's like, okay, I've seen everything like in 15 seconds. <laughs> but she wants to keep on looking, so I, I man stand outside a Hot Topic. Yeah, I, t- I don't think I actually did the man stand. I would walk with my girlfriend through the store she was in and hold her purse if she needed me to. Oh, holding the purse. Yeah. The real MVP right there. Right. Well, and by girlfriend, job, do you mean mom? No, I don't okay. mean I have had right. girl. What is wrong with he you? He has had a girlfriend. <laughs> Good right, job, fine. you guys. <laughs> Time for entertainment and Hollywood news. Here is Joanna Barba, who's very busy, you know, doing contests and bringing you your Hollywood news. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. There are probably some people out there who look back on yesterday and consider it the greatest day in the history of existence because yesterday was the day that Carmen Electra joined OnlyFans. Okay. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Does that mean she does, she's doing porn? Um, well, apparently, according to her, she's going to be promising swimwear and lingerie photos, along with, quote, more sexy, classy pictures Carmen and only videos. <laughs> only she's still hot. She still got it. She can right? still get it. <laughs> she said, quote, that this is a part for her to, uh, quote, have my own creative vision to share with my fans without someone standing over me telling me, don't do this, don't do that, cover up this. She also noted that she won't have to cover anything too explicit with strategically placed heart or star emojis like she would on Instagram. Okay, her first post from yesterday says, a little nip slip never hurt nobody, right? <laughs> because our oh, so OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, no, it says subscribe to see the post, so I can't even see it. <laughs> oh, so a first photo, nip slip. Whoopsies, my bathroom, my bathrobe seemed to have slipped. I hope this isn't too much for you to handle. <laughs> Carmen Electra. 39 likes. 39? Yeah. Oh, no. Is there a K next to the 39? Nope. That's not great. I wouldn't think. Maybe because everybody's already at OnlyFans watching it. Okay. Mm. Nick Cannon announced that he has talked to his doctor about getting snipped. But before the world lets out a collective sigh of relief, he's actually got to go through with it. Here he is talking about it on E! News. Tell me you, we know. Tell me you have a count of how many kids yes. and how many mop, he mamas there are. Definitely, probably not enough time to have enough time with all 
eight of his children. Well, seven of his children. He has baby number eight on the way with his girlfriend, Bree TC. He has six other children with three other women, including those 10-year-old twins he has with Mariah Carey. But I figure those are his. That, that punched his ticket, right? Even if Mass Singer doesn't work out. Wait, what whatever. does that mean? What does punch his ticket mean? That That's his meal ticket. He's Mr. Carey. If, if Mr. he fell on hard times, he can get money from Mariah Carey because they have um, what's spousal support? Yeah. Spousal no, well, child, child support. Yeah. Uh, but if you'll remember, his seventh child, which was with Alyssa Scott, passed away last December from brain cancer. Oh, yeah. Awful. But yeah, he does have quite a few babies. Did you did you see that meme I sent you for Mother's Day, Joanna? About it was uh, Bruce Wayne from uh, Dark Knight Returns, and you know how they can they can see everybody's phone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's all these TV monitors, and it said uh, Nick Cannon FaceTiming with all his baby mothers. Oh yeah, I do see. I did see that one. Hilarious. Even before a single scene from Top Gun Maverick unspooled at the film's Cannes premiere on Wednesday night, festival goers made it clear that they think Tom Cruise is magnifique. The actor received a thunderous ovation after he was presented with a surprise palm d'Or, one that genuinely seemed to take him off guard. He had received another ovation after making some spirited introductory remarks, but the screening of Top Gun Maverick ended with a five-minute standing ovation from the crowd. Top Gun Maverick debuts in the U.S. on Memorial Day it has already scored rapturous reviews and is expected to be among the summer's biggest blockbusters. However, don't expect Maverick to hit streaming anytime soon or probably not at all. During a Q&A at the festival, Cruz made his stance on sending his movies to streaming services very clear. Asked specifically about whether the powers to be wanted to stream Top Gun Maverick after significant delays, he said, quote, they wouldn't dare. That's not going to happen ever that was never going to happen, never not going to happen. Variety reported that Cruz claimed to spend a lot of time with theater owners, even calling them up during the pandemic to say, please, I know what you're going through. Just know we're making Mission Impossible and Top Gun is coming out. According to The Hollywood Reporter, he also had the young cast of Top Gun, uh, Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, Danny Ramirez and Monica Barbaro to reassure them over the delay, saying, don't worry, this is definitely going to happen. I don't have any interest in seeing Top Gun. You don't? And there's Mm-mm. it's getting such good reviews. I'm surprised by that. Did I you not like the first one? I, I saw it in the theater and I liked it fine. I never saw it again. I mean, it was, yeah, it was fine. I've it was never a good seen movie. it. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I just, I just don't have any interest in watching Top Gun 2. Never seen the first one. I feel you like haven't I have seen to... the first one? <laughs> no. Yeah, you got to watch that one. We're going to have to have an intervention for Joanna. Let's all do B and J's at the movies and see Top B Gun B and J's. Yeah. <laughs> see how I added you in I think. I thank you. B in the... in, oh, Nico's the N? B, Nico's the N, yeah. B and, B and J's. At the movies. B and J's. Okay. B and J's. And finally, Lance Bass has deleted his TikTok video reenacting part of Amber's her, Amber Heard's testimony. The former NSYNC singer removed the clip after some users called him out for mocking the abuse Heard allegedly suffered at the hands of Johnny Depp. One user wrote, making fun of violence? Not cool. Another said, this trial is about domestic violence, emotional abuse, and sexual assault, and this is what Lance Bass is choosing to do. The audio is from when she was saying, I was sitting there on this carpet looking at the dirty carpet. Lance Bass in the video is on the carpet next to the couch. 
But this has also brought up a very important conversation where everyone's saying, well, everybody is kind of mocking this. Right. And poor Lance Bass is the one taking the heat for it. Why am I the one getting singled out? What about SNL? SNL did a whole cold open. SNL did a whole thing, yeah. I mean, it was making fun of both of them, but it really seemed like the target was Amber more than Johnny Depp. Well, what do you think about this? Do you think the fact that it, the trial has been uh, publicized, it's been on court TV, wall to wall, it kind of is diminishing the... Uh, People are treating it kind of like, oh, it's a movie. A reality show or a movie, A reality yeah. show or something. That you get to vote on or that we get to become part of. It, this, can, is a, this is a legal criminal proceeding of very serious charges. and I could see it being the kind of thing like five, ten years down the road, some celebrity gets in trouble on their timeline because they... Oh, something they said made, about the yeah, Amber. Something they made fun of yeah. Amber right. or whatever. For what it's worth, TikTok has deleted that audio that was available for everyone. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. From the F My Life forum of Reddit, we have some FMLs that we thought... We pick out ones that we think are good enough that we should do like dramatic readings of, so... You know, everybody make sure you get the character when we do these. Everybody's got assignments, so we're going to get to that coming up in just (laughs) a few minutes. El Paso Weather is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. And it looks like a lot of sunshine. You want to make some golf plans, you can call Painted Dunes 821-2122. That's 915-821-2122. Or you can set up all your tee times online at PaintedDunes.com. Sunny today and 96, and it looks like it's going to be in the 90s here through the weekend. We don't have any rain in the forecast through the weekend, but 96 is going to be the high temperature today. Afternoon winds going to be up around 15 miles an hour. Tomorrow, a little windier, looking for 20-mile-an-hour winds in the afternoon, 93 for Friday's high. For the weekend, pretty good forecast for outdoor activity. Sunny and 93 and cooling off a little bit on Sunday. 88 for the high temperature and a little bit of cloud cover. But uh, that is the golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. I've got an article at KLAQ.com. There's an economist uh, who's an economist in Waco, and he did an estimate that, do you remember the days last month when Governor Greg Abbott was making or was having every commercial vehicle that came across the border from Mexico subjected to a search by DPS. You mean the political theater of uh, Governor Abbott's new election campaign? Re-election campaign? Yeah, it seemed a little stunning. And a lot of people agree with that, including Sid Miller, who's the agriculture commissioner and a Republican. He says all those trucks had already been checked uh, before. So it's no surprise... So the new complaint is not a Democrat complaining about. Well, you're getting all kinds of complaints, but. Well, right. Uh, here's what Sid Miller, the Republican Texas Agriculture Commissioner, said. My people and the USDA people, we inspect every truck. We've already been through all those. He says, the governor's DPS inspectors, and this is a quote again from Sid Miller, no authority to open the trucks. All they could do was check for faulty turn signals, brake lights, and that kind of stuff. So it turned up zero drugs, and it turned up zero human smuggling. But it might have cost Texas, according to this uh, one economist, 
over four million dollars. Four, four billion, billion. Excuse me. I want to get that right. Four billion dollars. And I think it's a continuing thing because Mexico's already said, look, we might be looking to go through New Mexico, you know, because we can't take the chance that Texas is going to pull this kind of stunt again. Uh Tatiana Cloutier, who's the Mexican economy secretary, said, I don't think we're going to use Texas anymore because we cannot be held hostage to those who want to use trade as a political prop. We cannot go through again what we went through a few weeks ago. Right. How do you deal in good faith uh, when you're trading and dealing with somebody when when they are not dealing with you in good faith? They're dealing on a political level. And you're like, I just want to get trade done. So the cost of Texas over $4 billion, according to Ray Perryman, who's a Texas economist uh, in Waco, and El Paso's share of that is $1.3 billion. Um, so it sounds like El Paso really took the brunt of this loss. It's kind of think of uh, gross domestic product. You know, it's a more localized version of that. Economic output, it's a localized version of gross domestic uh, product. And uh, Ray Perryman estimates Texas lost about 4.2 in economic output during the... And again, this was self-imposed. This was shooting yourself in the foot. You know, this was costing billions of dollars, and it didn't turn up any drugs, and it didn't turn up any human smuggling. But he can, he can say he's tough he on the border. He can say he's tough on the border, and it's an election year. So uh, El Paso clearly bore the brunt of that move. But I think going forward, you know, if Mexico is really serious, there's a, uh, a hookup uh, rail line that was supposed to go through Texas, bring a lot, of, a lot to the Texas economy. It's a transcontinental uh, line, basically. Yeah. It's going to go from Mexico through the United States up to Canada. It was originally planning on going through Texas. Um, now they're saying, well, we don't even want to we deal with We don't even want to deal with Texas because what if some politician without naming names, decides they want to pull a stunt and it ends up costing it. Because it costs them billions of dollars, right. too. No, this, this was unfortunate all the way around, and it hurt a lot of Governor Abbott's own constituents. Yeah, this was a, uh, this was a real unforced error mm-hmm. on the part of uh, the Republican governor, Greg Abbott. Now, there's a lot of things about immigration that we could discuss, like whether Title 42 should end, whether we have the resources to deal with that. Uh, but to... To unilaterally uh, close down trade across one of the the busiest and most well, the thing that kicked me in the pants borders. the most was when Sid Miller said they couldn't open the truck, so they couldn't search inside the trucks. They were just checking for like a faulty fuel line or a you know a turn signal that wasn't working. That was all that the DPS could do during this thing, which really kind of solidifies that yeah, this was a stunt. They didn't they didn't intend to to catch any smuggling going on because they couldn't look in the trucks fml is a subreddit where people uh, write about how much their lives are effed so everybody's got your parts their sad stories here and they all end with fml uh joanna i see here you have the first character okay mm-hmm. your character is described as <laughs> a young woman all right today I was at Walmart when I saw my grandpa in the next aisle looking at magazines. Wanting to surprise him, I ran up behind him and hugged him around the middle. Up close, I realized he wasn't my grandpa. F-M-L. I hate when that happens. 
Nico, who are you playing in this next FML? Young man. All right. <laughs> Today was my first day at my new job. I had to break up two fistfights, then leave work early with a black eye. This is not what I had in mind when I applied to work at a retirement home. <laughs> F-M-L. <laughs> Joanna, didn't you actually work at an old folks home? I or? did. <laughs> Would I they did. get in fights? Would yes. they get in fights? They would get in fights. Over Buzz. what? Like you took too much applesauce or... Over you my... have the better room. And I'm like, they're the same exact room. <laughs> All of them. Uh, Who are you playing, Buzz? I'm playing young woman because... <laughs> We only have Joanna to voice the female parts, and uh, so I'm going to change my voice here real quick. Okay. But young woman. Today, <clears throat> today, I don't know what my twin sister sees in her new boy. <laughs> oh my god. You have to do the FML. You have to do FML. <laughs> FML. <laughs> oh man. Joanna. Yeah. What are you? 20 something lady. Okay. <laughs> Today, my nice elderly neighbor died suddenly, and I was helping his family sort through his things. I realized a lot of his stuff was familiar. In fact, it was a lot of stuff I'd lost over the years, including the year I moved in. The bastard had been stealing things from my house for nine years. F-M-L. Oh, looks like it's back to me. I will be playing the part of a depressed man. Oh, okay. So you're daily. Today, I called the suicide hotline. I know it's probably because they have caller ID or whatever, but it was unsettling that they greeted me by name. <laughs> F-M-L. Nico, who were you going to be playing? I guess I'm myself. Okay. Today, I had to remind my roommates of the importance of wearing clothes at all times in the common areas. My roommates are my parents. <laughs> F-M-L. All right, if anybody has an FML they'd like to share with us, send them in. You can do it on the app chat. You can send us email, buzz at KLAQ.com. More clothes, Mom and Dad. (laughs) No nudity in the living areas. Nico, this is our house. If you don't like it, you can just close your eyes. (laughs) Uh, If you have any... Excuse me. And uh, more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Cool Canyon Nights tonight. Music gets underway at 6 o'clock on the El Paso Community College patio stage with the Pie Sisters. About an hour after that at 7 on the main amphitheater stage, Siobhan is performing. So all summer we've got Free concerts. I think the key word there is free concerts at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday for the next several weeks through the summer. Concerts start at 6 o'clock on the patio stage. And then the big stage uh, music starts there at 7 o'clock. 
Bring your appetite. There's food trucks and beverage and drink specials. It's West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights. Find out more on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and on the KLAQ mobile app. Also, special thanks to Tangy Treasure, Johnson's Jewelers, and Tiff's Treats, also sponsors of Cool Canyon Nights. Did we uh, commit to going out and doing stage announcements next third a week from tonight? We did, yeah. I thought I did, too. Oh, you did, too? Well, because Ray is going to be doing the yeah, patio Ray concert. Yeah, there. You want to support He was just telling Ray me right Adiola. now. Oh, he was just he was just telling you about yeah, that. I was like, I think I'm going to go tonight, and he's all go next week. I'm performing next week. And I'm like, yeah, I think we're announcing you. He's excited to get the morning show introduction. <laughs> okay, are we going to dress up for '80s? Okay, I Ray, already told Ray you. Ray was my band bandmate. Oh, because it's prime '80s on the main on the main amphitheater stage. And I stage. said, if I show up as the only one dressed in '80s garb. You would be so mad. I would be so mad. Do you, well, do you already have it all at your house ready to go? Yeah. To 80s parties. I got some acid-washed jeans, but I could fit in them. <laughs> I mean, Buzz, to be fair, almost your entire closet is an 80s store. Were uh, seahorses big in the 80s, or was that a 90s or 2000 thing? Hey, after we made fun of you, are you ever going to wear that shirt again? Yes, like to the I beach? get compliments all the time on I that shirt. It was lovely. Yeah, you're the only one who has ever just like, oh, look at that. What was wrong with horse. the seahorses? You're like a bully who just waits it, for a kid to show up in the morning shirt, at school, his, and you just want to look at him and be like, "What can I make fun of today?" <laughs> the shirt pattern looked like what you would find on swim diapers for toddlers. <laughs> it didn't. Seahorses. Then why did you go change it before? Because we I was corporate? meeting the bosses. Because we had corporate, and I was going to put on a tie, but and I couldn't find way, it. You look, Buzz. You look like a seventh grade yeah. coach. Red polo, khaki pants. After they uh, had geez. told us, like, hey, corporate's coming I for, in. I totally forgot about it. One hundred percent forgot about it. White knew about. I know. Mom, I didn't know until that time morning. For you to wear those suits that you usually yeah. wear. Here's the thing. The suits are what I, it's a sport coat. It's not really a suit. I'm not wearing a tie, but I wear like a, a slacks and a sport coat in the winter because you layer. You know, mm-hmm. it's still, it's cold when you come in and then when you leave, it might be warm. So when summer gets here, though, I'm not wearing a jacket to work <laughs> when it's going to be 105. Joanna's got an interesting post about best rooftop patio bars. Or yep. bars in general. And On most the of roof. these I'm noticing are downtown. Yeah. This one in your feature image is gorgeous, and I can tell that it's El Paso. You can see the, the Juarez. Yeah, where is that yeah, one? That Beautiful great. sunset. You know, sitting and drinking in a patio hits different in El Paso, right? This hits a little summer, different. It hits you a little mm-hmm. different. Uh, the one in that featured image is La Perla. Ooh, where's that? La Perla is, hold on. Where is it? I have so many pictures. Is, it's located at Plaza Hotel Pioneer Park. Oh, okay. Cool. And that one I hear you do have to make a reservation. You can't just walk in. You can't just walk in. You have to make a reservation. Wait, you've got to be a guest of the hotel in order no, to... No, you just have to make a reservation to go to the bar on the rooftop. 
Lucky. Oh, that looks great. Looks that looks nice, like the right? kind of place it would be worth shelling out for like a birthday party or something. Oh, mm-hmm. so beautiful. I mean, all of them are really, really cool. Right. Uh, Hotel Indigo has one. Theirs is called Circa 1963. Don't they and, have the pool that looks like it's going off the side of the building? Yeah, and it has a pool. Looks An infinity really nice. pool. Well, let me, let me jump in and mention this. Next week, we're going to have... Tickets to give away to see the Chihuahuas on May 28th. That's a Saturday night game. And the Chihuahuas are going to have a big fireworks display, which I think they always do on Saturday games. Uh, And the tickets are seated tickets in the Santa Fe Pavilion. Now, why I'm bringing it up with the uh, hotel bars, all the winners that we get next week, we're going to draw one winner who's going to win a staycation two nights at Hotel Indigo. That's the one with the... Oh, with the roof the bar. Nineteen sixty-three. Yep, and beautiful. What like an infinity pool that looks like it goes over? I the think side it's just a building. regular pool. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like an infinity. It looks pool. like one, but it's regular. Uh, it's so you nice. got two nights stay. You could walk to the game. You could go and see all the new stuff that's in. I haven't been downtown uh, in a long time, but it's really hopping from what everybody says. And uh, we're <laughs> going to start hopping. doing the yeah. It's hopping. Downtown's hopping, man. Are we and, going day drinking tomorrow? Was it tomorrow that you wanted to do that? Nico wants to write uh, an article about bars, which might be an excuse just to go day drinking. So what do you want? Ideally, what would happen, Nico? Ideally, you wouldn't be there. (laughs) Ideally, it would be me and Joanna and uh, Emily, (laughs) like the young kids. Uh, I didn't invite myself. You guys invited me. I invited you. Damn it, Joanna. (laughs) Nico, who would pay no. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. You're, you're invited with us. I, I needed to uh, have a model to kind of take pictures with of these of these uh, bars. That oh, I've, and you thought of me. I thought Joanna, uh, okay. and then the I guess Joanna thought of you. So what's the what's the premise of the article? So there's several <laughs> bars in uh, town that when you walk in, or whether you're on the patio or inside, it just kind of transports you, and you don't even feel like you're in El Paso anymore. Um, you feel like you're at some kind of exotic locale, right? And so, give me one example. Uh, I know you haven't written the article yet. But one of the example. examples is uh, the bar Epic, uh, the gay bar Epic that Joanna likes to go to. Um, yeah. Not to be confused with Epic Rail Yard. Center. Not to be confused with Epic Rail Yard Center. Uh, do you know the street that it's on, Joanna? Stanton. Stanton. And they have a patio, right, that really is nice. It's covered in, in ivy, and it's very green. And when you walk in the back there, it's almost like, oh, this isn't El Paso anymore. You enter through the rear? Is that how you get in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I've been in that bar, yeah. It's, <laughs> you dummy. It does seem like another place altogether. So starting uh, Monday, we're going to have these uh, Chihuahuas tickets to give away. But also, if you win the tickets, we're going to put you in the running for the two-night staycation at Hotel Indigo. If you want to see these pictures, they're really stunning. That's a great one. Look at that. Pretty, huh? Yeah, El Mirador. Did you take all... let's hit up one of these rooftop bars. Yeah. My article is not exactly like Joanna's, but kind of exactly (laughs) like Joanna's. It's, It's great. Inspired by it. Joanna adjacent. There's uh, an article here. Uh, the Humane Society's put out the horrible hundred puppy mill reports. So puppy mills throughout the country, and there are five of them in Texas alone. Missouri seems to be the real hotbed for puppy mills. Aww. Define a puppy mill. 
Well, I guess you would call them places where they breed dogs that generally uh, don't have the best living conditions. They might be stacked Aww. in crates, almost like they're a factory, and they're just pumping out puppies here and there. Um, yeah, like it really comes down to the living conditions. Okay, but isn't there like some some level where they breed these purebred dogs, and would you consider that a puppy mill? Like if you're paying five grand for a dog? Well, like I said, there's a difference between a good li- a good reputable breeder. And a puppy mill. A breeder is different. A, a puppy mill is where they're churning them out like factories, and they have they have. Hundreds. They've got breeder dogs that are just constantly pregnant, pregnant, pregnant all the time. And, and it's usually a bigger operation. They might have hundreds of puppies in these cages. Uh, they generally take the dogs from the mothers uh, at a young age. Uh, sometimes the health of the, the dogs isn't the greatest, so that's the difference. I would say a, a, a breeder is generally somebody that is more trusted, has a better. Uh, resume probably. Uh, the horrible hundred twenty twenty two report is out. It's the tenth time, tenth year that the Humane Society has reported on the condition at puppy breeding facilities that sell puppies to pet stores. El Paso hasn't had pet stores for like twenty, um, almost twenty years, fifteen years. I bet. Is that a, a law that they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, they passed a law. Well, the pet stores they have have like turtles and reptiles and stuff, but you can't go into a store. Okay, puppy- Joanna, do you remember when they had pet stores in, I in do, two malls? They at had Bassett and, and Sunland. Sunland, yeah. yeah. So uh, here's an article. It's called "How Do You Spot a Puppy Mill or a Puppy Mill Ad." from rover.com and they say generally puppy, puppy mill conditions can include small cages with wire floors that hurt the dog's feet and legs cages stacked on top of one another without ample ventilation poor sanitary practices leading to illness and parasites and forced breeding of female dogs with little time for recovery between litters uh, the horrible hundred report is based on inspection records from federal and state agriculture departments so missouri for whatever reason, they represent fully a quarter of the uh, disreputable puppy mills on this list. Iowa, 17 dealers. When you get down to Texas, five dealers. New Mexico, only one made the list. All right, let me uh, present a devil's advocate type of scenario for you. All right, say I'm somebody who breeds dogs. By the way, if you go to the one ads in the El Paso Times, there's always dogs for sale, and it's the same number, and it's the same breed of dog, and it's just like year-round. They've always got an ad. Are those, are those probably puppy mills? I or just said, you couldn't or say? I just said you have to look at – there is no – being a puppy mill is not like a category that you, or a certification. You, know, you don't get certified as puppy mill. You have to look at the conditions that the dogs are living in. Puppy mills maximize profits to minimize expenses. So – Usually the dogs are the ones who suffer. Puppy mills can contain between 50 to 1,000 dogs. Uh, dogs Do you think in- live in wire cages stacked on top of each other. Urine and feces can fall through the cage uh, floors right. onto animals below. You have to so look at the, really condition. the conditions. Yeah. All right, got it. Do you feel like in 2022, if you pay for a dog that's not a rescue, people might look at you sideways? Yeah, definitely. I think if you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, I spent yeah, $3,000 on this purebred. to get this... Petite Bassett Griffon Vendine and and people might say, oh well, okay, well you, you could know, have gone to got, got a rescue. rescue. But at the same time, there are some people who the the dog that they've uh, grown up with or they've had a family dog that's a certain type. That's all they've ever gotten. All right, so let me talk as if I'm somebody who who does breed dogs, you know, and sells them 
through the newspaper and online and stuff, it, like what you would consider a puppy mill. I don't, I don't think, see, you're, you're conflating two ideas that aren't the same. Just because it's in the paper does not mean it's okay. a puppy mill. All right, fine. But let's just say I am at what you would consider a puppy mill. Okay. Here's what I, I would say. My neighbor down the road, because we're rural, okay. has a pig farm. Pig. He sells his pigs and they get slaughtered. Okay. My neighbor, a mile the other way, raises goats and he kills the goats because they get slaughtered. I'm raising dogs, and when I sell the dogs, hopefully they get a nice home and they're pampered and taken care of. So why are you coming down on me, but not the guy who's raising the pigs or the goats? Well, one, I would say they are uh, cracking down on those people. They have to maintain certain uh, standards for the way that they, they care for animals. Secondly, really? you... Because I've, li- I've lived on a farm and nobody from the government ever came out to see how we were treating the cows. I mean, it just never happened. You mean when they when they get slaughtered, they don't get USDA certification? You mean no, no, they, they, do. they don't slaughter them on site. You sell your cows to, and if you're a farmer, I, 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 I imagine uh, a big, a big ranch you, operation do, might have its own. Do you have slaughter? to tag them? Did you have to give them antibiotics? Did you yep. have a, a, a schedule of vet? Of course we did. Okay, well then those are all the the things. Okay, but I'm just saying if I'm following all those rules and also no, you're do you consider dogs livestock? I bet a lot of people do. Do you consider dogs livestock? Personally, I don't, but I bet a lot of people are like, this is my business. Some people raise chickens, I raise dogs, Yesterday, dogs get a better... No, 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 no. Yesterday, we were about to have this conversation off air, and I asked you, do you consider dogs livestock? And you said, yes. Well, for sake of argument, let's say I... Yeah. Let's say I'm a person who says, yes. I do consider you one of those people. I'm raising these animals, and that's how I make a living. They're livestock. And then you and me had to Google it together. (laughs) To find out if... if And we Googled, are dogs livestock? And they say, no. Google will say, dogs are not considered livestock. I would say there's still some gray area in there. <laughs> Joanna, what do you think? I think yeah, they're not livestock. Yeah, they're not the same as pigs and, and goats. And well, But the point the person would make they're is... They're pets. They're considered pet, dom- domesticated pets. Pigs are as intelligent as most breeds of dogs, they say. More intelligent and, than most breeds of dogs. And teacup pigs are sold as pets. So yeah. I'm sure there are breeders for teacup pigs. I think the more you got out into a rural area, the what, more what the you're attitudes trying to, what, would what you're trying to say is, all this care about dogs is crazy. Why do we care about the conditions they live in? <gasps> is that what you're saying? Yeah, certainly That's, not. Because he's again, like, in the rural country, they take care of animals him. way worse I than said, dogs. I said devil's advocate. So why do we care how the dogs are treated? <laughs> That's what you're saying. Why do we care how the dogs are treated? I just want to hear you say, I just want to... I, w- I just want to because sound dogs it out, are considered so pets. They're considered companions. They're considered friends. And it's becoming a big problem with like inbreeding and stuff like that. Absolutely. And well, the ones that are inbred are the purebreds. That's where they have the inbreeding problem. Not at the not the ones that are breeding. You know. And you're completely r- and you're completely wrong if you're saying people don't care about the welfare of livestock animals when there's whole movements about uh, chicken overcrowding and the genetically modified chickens mm-hmm. whose legs and breasts are grown so large that they can no longer walk or move on their own um, or to get an organic certification for chickens uh, they, they they can't be packed in. They, they have to have so much space or room. You can't have like you know, thousands of chickens right next to each other. So again, I said devil's advocate. Well, if you're saying I do, if I, you're saying should we care about the about an, the quality of life for the animals that we either eat or breed? 
I would say, yes, we should care about the quality of life for them still. And I think that we human, the human species has a very special bond with dogs more than any other animal. I mean, we have good bond with other animals, horses. Well, you don't see drug sniffing pigs. I mean, you don't see. Uh, they probably do it. It just teach them that drugs smell like truffles, and then you can just <laughs> you, you can get a drugs. You don't have a. What else you is could have a, you, you could have an actual pig on the police force. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. This take is a- my drug sniffing mountain goat, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think. Yeah, if it's bad conditions for dogs, it's worse than if it were bad conditions for for chickens, for instance. Right. We just have much more of a symbiotic relationship with our dogs, for sure. Sure. Have a little bit more of a working relationship with them. Here's the telephone number if you want to call the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Use our new number. It's relatively new. We've been using it for about five months now. 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. And we have one more segment coming up. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show ahead right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're just a few hours away from the pre the pre-can <laughs> comes before the weekend starts at noon mm-hmm. on Thursday. The it's pre-can. the It's the pre uh, freaking weekend, baby. Gonna have me some fun. Nico's got live comedy coming up Saturday, so if you want to go out and see Nico and Iggy Samaniego and Punchy Herrera and others, where are you mm-hmm. going to be? I will be at Craft Rhythm and Brews downtown 1301 Texas Street on Saturday night, 9 p.m. You can catch me, Iggy, all my friends doing some stand-up comedy, um, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Laughs, drinks, having fun. Speaking of comedy, tomorrow, Mario Superstar Salazar is going to be in the studio, and he's going to be at the comic strip starting tonight. Yep. And uh, if you guys uh, hadn't haven't seen Mario Salazar, uh, he's a hilarious stand-up comic from uh, the Rio Grande Valley, actually, from Texas. And he's gone on to tour all across the country. Uh, he became famous for a little bit because he got to announce one of the Chargers draft picks uh, for the oh, NFL yeah. draft, and uh, they had to kick him off the stage. <laughs> so... Uh, Joanna wrote an article before this was canceled, but uh, if you were going to Las Cruces to Pure Life to see Cheech and Chong, that canceled like uh, just an, an hour or two before yeah. it was scheduled to start. So we postponed. don't we don't know what uh, what did they g- give us a reason? The freaking unfor- cops, man! Unforeseen, unforeseen circumstances. circumstances. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here. We were pulled over, man. <laughs> Uh, a lot of comments in the uh, app chat about our dog conversation. Uh, Buzz, uh, people are saying, uh, yeah, I think Buzz uh, having a lower opinion of dogs would still be completely appalled at the condition of the mother dogs that are kept in puppy mills. Uh, no, I have a very high opinion of dogs. I don't I don't agree with that at all. They are your friends. Yeah, you don't have a low opinion, but you I'm do. I'm just saying that the more you go out into a rural area, the less you're likely to see dogs being treated. Dogs are farm animals to you since you grew up. Yeah. A dog coming inside the house would have been as outrageous as a pig or a chicken coming into the house. It's just, they're animals. Let the horse on my bed. But my attitude now is that humans and canines have tens of thousands of years of evolving side by side. 
we have a really different relationship with our dogs. And than I we see do. how uh, adorable you are with Sparky and And I let Jerry. them in. So Yeah. And then they get on the couch and you're like, no. But I was just trying to put it in, in the perspective of, you know, some of these people, they got a lot of puppy mills. It looks like in Missouri, you go back into the woods and people are like, hey, man, don't tell me how to raise my livestock. They would think of uh, raising dogs. At least the dogs don't get slaughtered for food when you sell them is probably what they would in say. In America. Uh, Antonio says, I think only young people will look at you with a stink eye if you ever uh, if you ever just wanted a purebreed dog because you didn't adopt. Uh, I almost maybe it's feel, generational. I almost feel like it's expected that if you get a new dog you have to tell people, it's a rescue. <laughs> well, it's otherwise rescue. it's like yeah. if, you, if it's not a rescue, you've transgressed somehow. Well, I think the issue is there's so many dogs at rescues that you could probably find one that would meet all the, the qualifications and criteria that you're looking yeah, for. Some people want a puppy, and it's hard to find a puppy. There's tons of puppies. Tons of them. Um, you just got to be willing to look for the right one. It might not be the exact breed that you want. But you could still no, find a look. I'm not definitely not knocking rescues. Um, also, uh, it's cheaper. You know, you, you, for a purebred uh, bred dog, you could spend thousands of dollars for a rescue. It's generally uh, just a hundred or you know, whatever it costs to get the the shots and everything. I found out today that the mayor of El Paso has veto power over his city council. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he could do that. So city council. Voted. I was today years old when I learned. This has to do <laughs> our with mayor can veto things. The, the extension of city manager Tommy Gonzalez's contract. So Tommy Gonzalez, I guess, was on the short list of candidates to go to Frisco to be city manager there, and the city council voted to extend his contract through 2029 by a vote and of five to three. The contract extension included a base salary. Uh, bump that could have gone up to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Now you said yesterday if it was uh, a base salary that you think that means that there's probably other incentives that probably he, like performance bonuses or incentives that are tied. So in. he, he could probably, be making more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, sure. Base salary means base salary. That's what he's guaranteed. There might be some, you know some different incentives and bonuses built in. That's the case with most do, contracts. Do you think it looks bad in a time of inflation, high gas prices, uh, shelling out big uh, salaries for people? No, because I'm, that's I'm, kind I'm, of what I'm his reasons he he gave for uh, veto. He said it had nothing to do with performance. I, you you have to compete. You got to be competitive to get people who could do this job, and obviously he's wanted in other places. Just just like somebody who's a, a major league pitcher, you're paying him a lot of money, but you obviously think that it's worth the value, and you know that goes for CEOs. You have to pay for city talent. manager. You have to pay for talent, and you've got to compete with other cities that want your talent, that want that talent. Right. So, um, I know not everybody's a Tommy fan, but. Well, even the people who voted against the contract extension said that they thought he was doing a great job, but it didn't really have to do with performance. Uh, so the five that voted uh, for the extension, Claudia Rodriguez, Alexandra Aneo, jo- oh no, these are the ones who voted Vote against. against. So Rodriguez, Aneo, and Joe Molinar voted against. Svarsbein, Cassie Hernandez, Isabel Salcido, Henry Rivera, and Sissy Lizarraga voted for it the mayor came in i thought maybe the mayor might have tiebreaker power but it was five to three so he just vetoed 
the deal. But the interesting thing is Tommy took himself out of running for the Frisco, Frisco job, job because he was under the impression that they I were going to extend his contract for 2029. Right. Right. They can still override his veto, technically. It would require a supermajority of at least six votes. And they got five, so they just have to convince one of the no's to vote yay. Mm-hmm. All right. What else is going on, Nico? Have we figured out who won the uh, Republican primary in uh, Pennsylvania? That's the one everybody's watching extra close because it's a you know a Senate race, which is a big deal. It's in a you know an important state like Pennsylvania, and it's also Doctor Oz, so you got the celebrity factor going on. Right. Uh, no, we don't know who leads uh, the race yet. With over ninety five percent of the votes counted, Doctor Oz leads with thirty one point two percent of the vote, compared with challenger Dave McCormick, who. Uh, has 31.1%. So it's only a 0.1 difference in the vote. Uh, state law says that a recount must be held if the candidate's margin of victory is under 0.5, which this margin is. So there will be a recount. recount. Thousands of mail-in ballots must still be counted. I was reading the comments. Uh, I guess it was on Fox News on this story. And they were like, yeah, watch all those mysterious... They were like talking about voter fraud. And I'm reading this on Fox News. And I go... You guys know it's a primary. It's a primary. Who is two voter, Republicans it's against two each Republicans other? Republicans against each other. Yeah, who's trying to steal the ballots? <laughs> who's who? Do you think stuffing the ballot box or whatever? Um. Well, Donald Trump took to Truth Social yesterday, his new social media platform, to cast doubt on the election and claim that Dr. Oz uh, had won. He compared uh, the state's counting of mail-in ballots to the 2020 election, which he continues to insist he won despite all evidence. Uh, He said, here we go again. In Pennsylvania, they are unable to count the mail-in ballots. It's a big mess. Wait, wait, wait. But the former president knows we're talking about Republicans, right? This is a Republican primary. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, In another post, he urged Mr. Oz, who he endorsed, to declare... Dr. Oz, please. He didn't go to... Medical it's school. Been four years in evil doctor medical school. <laughs> uh, he endorsed. Uh, he said, "Just declare victory. It just makes it harder for them to cheat with the ballots that they just happened to find." Yeah, I'd say that's very on brand for Trump. It is hey, on brand. Just go ahead, declare victory. It makes it tough. Yeah, but sure. what uh, a lot of analysts are saying is, if he casts, uh, let's say, for example, McCormick wins. And a lot of Republicans feel like Dr. Oz was cheated somehow because Donald Trump is claiming uh, this balloting uh, issue. Well, that might make it harder for Republicans to win the seat eventually in November. So people are saying... Say that again. People are saying... Remember how Donald Trump's uh, election lies in Georgia led the loss of two uh, Republican Senate seats in Georgia. Kelly Loeffler and uh, uh, Purdue had lost had lost their seats. And a lot of people are saying it was because of Donald Trump's election. Oh, yeah, it claims. turned off a lot of Republicans to participating in the process because, it's hey, if it's all fake, what difference does it make? And then they lost two Senate seats. Well, they're saying the same thing could happen in Pennsylvania if Donald Trump continues to cast doubts on the so whoever, election So if outcome. it's Dr. Oz or if it's McCormick, they're going to go up against Scott Fetterman, who's mm-hmm. the lieutenant governor, and he's pretty popular, and he also looks like a giant wrestler. Yeah, like this Is he the one that had mountain. like a heart attack? He had a stroke That's and they true. did some kind of surgery, but he won the Democrat primary. Yeah, uh, handily he won it. He, he was also the lieutenant governor before Joanna. He's like bald-headed, has a goatee. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I've seen him. Yeah. Okay, so if you're wondering why would Trump care so much about this race, he wants another point. Like everybody that he endorses that wins, he can point to it and say, look, 
I'm I'm the kingmaker. I'm the puppet master. And he endorsed Oz. Right. He would like Oz to win. He's probably kicking himself that he endorsed Madison Cawthorn. Right. I mean, I don't know what's going through the guy's mind, but this, you know, telling Dr. Oz to go ahead and claim victory before before well, he wins is very on on target for Trump, I would say. I think what uh, the goal would be for Trump is to have people in the Senate who are uh, Trump people or in his pocket. So if there was ever, you know, the Senate controlled the certification of the election results. Uh, it's a very powerful uh, legislative body. And uh, to have anybody in well, there. The Senate, but also governors, you know. Yeah. And the guy who uh, won the Republican primary in the state in Pennsylvania for governor has been a very full-throated uh, 2020 election. Truther. Truther, I guess you would call him. Yeah, so interesting to see this uh, Republican on Republican violence going down. <laughs> oh, the the Democrat side got pretty bad uh, in the same race between uh, Connor Lamb and Fetterman. Fetterman. So I guess Fetterman was the mayor of some town of like five or six years ago, and he heard gunshots. He saw a man running, and he brought out a shotgun and held it to the guy's chest until cops showed out. Well, it was an African-American guy. So Connor Lamb's been dinging him. You know, you're the candidate who pointed a shotgun at an unarmed black man. Oh. And it turned out that the guy didn't have anything to do. So, you know. I completely missed that. Yeah, I hadn't heard that story at all. That that makes Kevin Fetterman look... Kevin Scott. Fetterman? Kevin Fetterline? S- Scott Fetterman. Scott Fetterman. John Scott. Fetterman, you know. Bob? No, nah, man. Billy? Bubba is what we should right, call him. Yeah. He looks Bubba like Bubba Fetterman. <laughs> yeah. King Kong Fetterman because he looks like a wrestler. <laughs> uh, have a great Thursday, everybody. Get ready for the pre-can. We'll have a big show tomorrow. Mario Superstar Salazar is going to join us tomorrow and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show when we resume tomorrow at 6 a.m. So long until then.